This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show. I am, of course, Stamford Chidge, and joining me is the absolutely fantabulous Mr. Jonathan Kidd. I love those adjectives. I know, oh. I know. How are you? Uh, good, good, but a bit, I've got a bit, bit, losing my voice a bit, a bit poorly. I'll yeah. be all right. Yeah. Be all right, mate. If by, you know, halfway through I'm croaking, then perhaps you'll need to take over and it'll just be the, the Stamford Chidge show. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> that would be... Uh, Really Novel. dull. <laughs> I think actually, you know, there's a reason why I never listen to these shows. It's probably because I'm on it. But uh, there you go. Mark, if you want to step in, you're more than welcome. It's just use the old link. Uh, right. Anyway, enough of all this nonsense. We've got lots to talk about tonight, but there are only two parts. Largely because I've just had a ridiculously busy week and I just couldn't be. It's because the football was on on Tuesday. That's what it was. It just fucks everything up. So uh, I didn't have time to go and find a Wolves guest. But uh, it's also like a rather tricky day. This is like the Friday before Christmas. I don't know if any of you have been out today, but it, it's like, it's I don't know, it, it, there's a psychosis in the air. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, not a good night to be really doing a podcast. Not a good night to be playing, a, or not a good day, in fact, to be playing a football match on Sunday, of course. More of that later. In fact, that will be part two where we... Uh, we uh, uh, re- uh, preview the Wolves match but of course we're going to kick off uh, with uh, the match on Tuesday which was of course Chelsea versus Newcastle uh, JK um, it was uh, you know a massive win I think I mean it's kind of really weird because it was a massive win and, and we'll, we'll definitely talk about what happened at the end of the match later because that was I just really enjoyed that but it was a frustrating performance I'm not going to say it was a shit performance I'm going to say it was a frustrating performance but I do think uh, you know at the end of the day uh, a cup match is all about winning. Doesn't matter how you play; it's about winning. If you lose, it's utterly, 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 utterly shit. But if you win, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. It's about winning. 
But I think the biggest takeaway I have is, in fact, what happened at the end. I just thought, I mean, you were there, and I, but I, I experienced it on TV, but the way that the fans and the players all came together, I just thought, fuck, this is quite a bond. They've never experienced that before at Stamford Bridge, these guys. This, is, this, is, this could be huge. I agree completely. I thought it was hugely positive, and I was, but also I was so pleased for the coolness of the penalties, which was absolutely remarkable. Uh, and um, I came away with huge love for Mudrick. I know I've been very rude about him, but he took his goal absolutely excellently, and then slotted home that penalty. And I actually think you've got somebody there. I'll keep going on about this. He is so fast. If there's a way of channeling that brain into um, shooting more on target and um, and just looking up to involve to to get people in and just get the pace of his pass right, you know, he'll be the player that we thought we had from Donetsk, Donetsk wasn't it? Because um, um, he's he, he showed glimpses again of of just being able to completely dominate the fullback. And so I actually thought, and similarly with Nkunku, who did, you know, I got taken to task for saying he did, he played, did nothing. He did nothing for 25 minutes. He was just occupied space and took his penalty wonderfully. And, and similarly, I was so pleased for Petrovic and his great save at the end. I thought that was, there was some very, um, if they can if they can use this and build on it there were some very excellent moments and also um the, the, i was disappointed by the sympathy when i came back i watched i always come back and then watch the the reaction at the end of the game on the telly which i've recorded and there was a a kind of disappointment that somehow chelsea had turned it round because what a what a magnificent defensive performance it was by newcastle you thought well, magnificent we we battered them they just couldn't, you know, all right, they deliberately defended. He played exactly the way that they played against PSG. Um, and they're very good at defending. And they rely on Callum Wilson, the who's, you know, despite being an excellent player, has gone down in my estimation for his goading all the Chelsea fans and his his nasty little flicks and fouls of people. Actually, I'm being unbelievably hypocritical because that's entirely the way that Mark Hughes played and I loved him. Um, so I can't really complain. I'm always make your mind up, uh, love. I can't help, can't help <laughs> it. But I know uh, I've always been a a fan of Wilson's because he is like that. He's a he's a difficult player to play against. And he's unbelievably speedy. But it made you realise that Howe was based an enormous amount of their success on just defending in an unbelievably rigid way. I mean, in a very positive way. You were watching from the seats the 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 uniformity of the defence. It was like watching Arsenal when they, you know, they used to train with a rope, the back four, to keep absolutely in a line. And they were very disciplined. And we managed to get round it and yeah. score, which I thought was was once again unbelievably positive because it was a, a low block. We didn't give another goal. We didn't give a um uh, another goal away. Oh, JK. Uh, JK, the they error. had they had one yeah. shot on target, well, yeah, right? Yes. That was the goal. Yes. And then they yes. basically tried to hang on for 55 minutes. Their yes. second shot yes. on target was right at the yes. end. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So they were, and yet, and so, and we're not supposed to be any good against teams that do that. And they're one of the better teams because they're, they're in the, uh, they were in the Champions League and they're, you know, they're supposed to be a great, you know, new resurgent force. And we beat them. 
And I thought that was fantastic. And well, as you to, said... To be, to be technical, we didn't beat yeah. them. We drew and then we won on penalties. Well, I'm still... That's still yeah, but, you know, that's you're being Mourinho, aren't you? When he said that we, yes. we'd... Um, penalties we don't count. Yeah, we, 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 we didn't lose, lose to Charlton, even though they beat us on penalties and they went through to the next round. Then I would have said, the best team did not win. <laughs> but, you know, look, I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, pithy or whatever. But, um, I mean, look, as it said, just, just, I mean, there's so many things to talk about. This The first one, I, I, just to pick up on something you said, actually. Um, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because we, we, we did create a lot of chances and I was getting very frustrated because well, it, of, it, it, it's the same thing, though, Chich. Well, they couldn't put the ball back in the back of the net, you know. Yeah, yeah, once again, it's the same thing every time. They need a forward. But they were. But it? my point is, the, my point is, is that they were getting through. They were. They weren't just, you know, getting it's, stuck it's, on the twenty-yard line, having to go backwards all the, the time. But I think yeah. we're working it out at the moment. Um, Sterling, despite you know not doing it all the time, is a very fast, tricky winger, and he provides a a focus. Um, Mudrik similarly is work in progress but can do it um, Connor is playing out of his skin uh, the amount of energy from him so you can look at all the positive players um, the second half of the game he had the two fullbacks on and uh, it was a different performance well that's what they... changed that's what I was about to come on to you know you said they got round them I mean yeah. they were getting round them but the delivery was shit and then well and then and then and then Gusto came on and I mean yeah. bloody hell I thought he was superb. I mean that cross he put in was a brilliant cross. I mean it begs a question mate. I mean I mean actually this was asked in the press so I don't want to steal your thunder for part 2 but uh you know it does beg that question well Poch you know why don't you just play proper fullbacks in their correct position. I mean I know I know Gusto was coming back from injury. I don't know what his problem with Matson is. Colwell, uh, 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 you know, is having stinkers at the moment. So it just makes oh. a lot more sense to me. And, and we just look more threatening with them on. You put good balls into the box. Even though you don't have a decent striker, you've still got a chance. Every good team in the top five has athletic, inspiring fullbacks who can beat their, beat their opposite number and get the ball into the box with a centre. And in fact, you know, as I said before, as I said last week, it's if Chile and Reese were there, we'd be a different team. Yeah, yeah, different team. But you know, both of them, both of them is injured, and you, you know, you only had a similarly discussion about Reese in the um, uh, in the presser. I was surprised that nobody in the presser asked about Chile. Is you know, Chile? They keep everybody keeps being greeted by both Chile and Reese um, wearing um, almost disguises because they're wearing very big hats and uh, and hoodies and. Um, uh, and dark glasses to embrace everybody, but you, I kept thinking, who's that embracing? Because Silver got given an enormous hug by Reese at the end of the game. Um, but it, once again, you're talking earlier about the great spirit, the bond. The it, it was like watching a a, a ladies' um, artistic synchronized swimming setup when they all bounced on top of each other when when they'd won. Um, these this round circle with people's little heads bobbing up here and there. Um, uh, yeah, it, 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 it as a as a an example for some of the players who've never experienced that at Chelsea. The crowd were great. Crowd were great at the end. I thought the crowd were pretty good all the way through. I mean, I don't think somebody said, some reporter I read was saying, you know, it was all a bit uh, dismal and you could hear the Newcastle fans singing. Well, the Newcastle fans are going to well, sing actually, all the way. Actually, I, I can, because you wouldn't have known this because you were there yeah. and I was watching it on telly. Uh, the Chelsea supporters kind of like 
came up with a, a, a good old throaty Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. And the commentator said, there you go, the Newcastle fans are in great voice tonight again. Oh, I'm God. thinking, do you not fucking speak English, you retard? What the fuck? <laughs> well, I know I know the Geordies don't speak English, but that's hardly the point. I mean, I just thought, for fuck's sake. Listen, um, you mentioned this early, <coughs> earlier as well, and I totally agree. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a Chelsea side take a better set of penalties than they did that night. They were all... I mean, if you were critical, you could say Palmer's was the the, the least good because it kind of just squeezed in off the post past the keeper. But the others, the keeper had absolutely no chance of saving them. And I thought thought, um, Gallagher and uh, Nkunku's penalties were outstanding. High and and to the left. You don't stop those. No, you don't. You don't. And then uh, Mudrick just rolling into the corner. Yeah, uh, the confidence that boy has is beginning to get. Um, I just I, it, it's a it's a confidence building thing for for me that I, I, I for him that I think that in, aha, <laughs> it's our chairman. It is. It is. We bow down to the man of expertise and experience. Good evening, gentlemen. It's very lovely to see you. A lovely, pleasant Christmas surprise, my friend. How are you? Oh, lovely to see you, and lovely to see Jonathan so soon after a wonderful evening in his company on Tuesday. Well, did you did you sit with him then in the end? I, I did indeed in the end because I knew oh, you were supposed to be going with your daughter or something. Yeah, I know she went with one of her friends, so um, I sat with JK. Oh, how lovely! I didn't realise that. A lovely evening, really enjoyable evening. Thank you. And he was very tolerant of my saying goodbye to everybody at the end and hung around. Um, deliberately, because uh, other people have been have been forced to leave. They can't stand the fact that I'm always going bye 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 bye. But you know, it's uh, I always say goodbye to all the uh, all the staff, and particularly because it was coming up to Christmas, I wanted to uh, to wish them well, compliments of the season, and also it gave me the opportunity to have that um, non venison pie. What which one was it? Did you have it? Was the it was uh, turkey and cranberry? Turkey and cranberry was it any good? It was lovely. I had two. Had to go to, and they've got the the Chelsea stamp on them, which I find rather intriguing. Did it have yeah. Did it have a Chelsea stamp on it? Give us a it back. had the Chelsea Chelsea stamp. Yeah, I, I should have I should have sent it to Footy Gra- Footy Scran online because it was very nice Scran indeed. Yeah. Well, there we go, yeah. um, Mark. It's a, for for those who haven't realised, we've just been joined by Mark Meehan, uh, the wonderful legendary Mark Meehan. Uh, because we don't know what's happened to Clayton. Let's hope he's okay uh, or just drunk somewhere. If if Clayton's you know, found himself in a gutter somewhere because he's been on the piss all day. That I would roundly applaud that, but I do hope he's all right, genuinely. Um, I mean, I kind of, I'm kind of going to go back to the start, not not because you've just turned up, Mark, but I still think it's a point worth bearing out. Which is, I mean, I wasn't there for, and you know, I have to work on on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. It's really hard to get away, and I know you you obviously were sitting together, let alone there. But it, it the, you know, the atmosphere came across loudly. But I just thought that 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 the end of the match when the players were very together, but they were also together with the fans. And, you know, we've been bleating on, haven't we, about they just don't have any experience, they don't really know how to find a way to win, etc., etc. And I just thought, you know, that night could prove really, really important, where they understand how important it is to win in a cup match, how important it is to the supporters, and how much together they can be with the supporters in a situation like that. I know it, it, was, it was remarkable, because there's been good games this season, and probably the two best games that we've had this season were the Man City and Arsenal games, where there was that interaction between crowd and team, but we didn't win. Yeah, you know, we had two very good draws, but winning 
in front of the crowd is good, but winning in the manner that they won was even better. Yeah, there's there's no better thing than winning in the last minute of a game, but actually getting a draw in the last minute to take it to penalties was just fantastic. And then winning on penalties was just incredible. The save by Petrovic was absolutely superb. Like leaps like a salmon to sort of you know make make that save. And I don't think he even realised the shootout was over. I think he just thought for a split second, well, I've, I've saved my penalty, I'm doing my job until all the players come, came running out. And then the players, I don't know if it was shown on television, the players actually did a lap of honour and they walked around the whole stadium and they played um, um, the, the Wigan Athletic Grig song. Um, oh, yeah. Will Greg's on fire. And Your defence is Will terrified. Yeah. Uh, and obviously they played Blue is the Colour and they played One Step Beyond. And just the atmosphere... Yeah, yeah, in all parts of the ground, which is absolutely fantastic. You know, it, it, you was, know, it was a key moment. You know what, Mark? That's a really good point, actually, because I noticed this when even when I was watching it on the on the box. But um, I was really impressed. I mean, I'm give, giving the club some credit here. Good grief! It must be Christmas. Um, but they actually hit one step beyond almost. You know, seconds after that last penalty went in, which is really important. They got it. That's what you have to do. Don't hang around looking for the bloody seven inch for half an hour. Seize the moment. And I think they did. Top, and I top, think that really the, helped. Top the end. Top the end. Seize the yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Uh, it was. It was it was just like a ten sort of fifteen minute celebration after the game. Yeah. And and people left obviously because it was an eight o'clock kick up and it went to penalties. But a large proportion of the crowd stayed in the stadium. Yeah, ce- celebrating, as you said earlier, with the players. Yeah, as one together, players and supporters. Yeah. JK, I, I wonder if we might look back on... I mean, you know, we, we often... Actually, funny enough, it's, it's, it's kind of ironic and lovely that Mark's here because I remember we all talked about this when we were doing the review of the... I think it must have been 2004-05 season. And we all, we all look back nearly 20 years later at how important that Blackburn away game was. And it kind of really just gelled, bonded the team totally. I wonder if we might look back on Tuesday night as the day or the evening we started. I, I use my words carefully. We started to fall in love with this team a little bit. Well, from our point of view, I think that's a very good um, uh, observation, Chidge. But I just think it's up to now. It, it, you know, history will then tell us whether this has been yeah. uh, a moment where. Uh, there was a surge of activity. Um, but we've had a couple of false storms already this season. Um, uh, Spurs and then Man City. Uh, and we were then f- faced with the appalling Everton and Man United performances. So um, uh, let us see. I, I just think um, uh, it was good to see some players who not that we've written off, that we actually thought could do a lot better and weren't, do better. You know, I was, I was saying, Mark, and if you heard that, I thought that um, uh, Mudrick is slowly but surely um, he's giving us some moments that are match-winning. I thought he took the goal wonderfully, and I thought his penalty was wonderful as well. And there was, I felt that there was a sort of kind of love for him. I think there was love for all four penalty takers in particular, and Petrovic as a result of that really under pressure moment Chidge wishes to say no because it's it's absolutely on point JK I I wanted to talk about Mudrick because he is he is an enigma wrapped around an enigma I shall read you my notes that were written as as the match was going on because I was watching on the telly and this is also this this was you know in in almost real time 
Uh, well, of course, now I've lost them. Uh, Mudrick. <laughs> Mudrick. Awful cross. Schoolboy stuff. No awareness or intelligence. Next line. So I wait and then something else happens. Mudrick puts a good cross in from the left and Byrne almost heads it into Gallagher's path. Uh, a bit further on, this is right at the end, obviously. Fuck me. Mudrick slams it home from a gusto cross and Trippier fails to deal with it. Good goal, good finish. Fuck me. <laughs> I mean that, that. I mean that. You know. That, yeah. And I mean that. And then he puts that penalty away beautifully. And then he spoke afterwards on the telly. He did the interview, and he was really eloquent. And I. I, I mean, it's 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 like Timo Werner again. It's hard not to love him. I'm finding it hard not to love him at the moment. I agree. I agree. Even though his the the tattoo on his on his um uh, just up the up his ear makes me. I can't work out what it is. It's a butterfly, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's right. It's a big butterfly. Yeah, yeah. there's something else. There's something else lower down that's a bit indistinguishable. Yeah, I, I, I want him to do well. That's the thing. We want them to do well. We so want them to do well. And when you see it in flashes, if somebody's shit all the time, you just think you you kind of write them off. But if somebody does something excellent, I will keep going on about this. He is the fastest man in the league. Ukraine, Ukraine Bolt. Yeah. Very As uh, Rob Dog said, did you see my message to you? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought you'd like that. Uh, he's very quick, clever. isn't he? He's very, very quick. But, oh, God. Uh, but, you know, I kept saying it, it, the, the, the no discernible football brain is how I described him. Oh, no. But but uh, suddenly when he when he does that, and I felt the 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 the, the fact that he put himself through the penalty was phenomenal actually i thought that he took that the the pressure was was I, I was so impressed by that yeah because you know he's not been playing terribly well um but obviously because he took the goal well they obviously decided well he just put himself forward yeah. and he's obviously he takes good penalties in training that's why they all ended up in that that situation he know that Poch knows, Poch Gibson, who's going to be doing the taking the penalties. He obviously scores good goals in, for penalties, which they must practice because that's what you have to do nowadays. Um, you know, despite some teams never practicing penalties and, and doing well. But I think that those get days have gone because the pressure is so enormous and their penalties are so frequent um, because of the, the lack of time. You know, I'm, 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 I've still got on about it. I'm disturbed that you only have 90 minutes um, and then you have to to have penalties to decide a tie i think that's just absurd they should at least have another 30 minutes to uh um you know just to find a different pattern or allow it to to uh, have a have a proper ending rather than the uh um, the lottery of of penalties and yet they were fantastically prepared and even you know in kunku just showed how how he clearly is a a, a a, a man of, of similar great confidence because he, he he hasn't played at all and yet he just dispatched that penalty with ease. Yeah, it's a great Brilliant. a great pen, Mark. Um, are you any nearer than uh, than J.K. and I to answering the enigma that's wrapped around an enigma that is Mudrick? Uh, well, I can tell you what his tattoo says. Okay, I knew you. I knew. You, why did I know you'd know this shit? Well, uh, I was obviously the good Catholic boy in me. He oh. says only Jesus. Really. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 a man of faith. In Ukrainian? No, in English. In English, only Jesus. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think the other thing I'd say about Mudrik as well, um, scoring that goal 
does wonders for players' confidence. You score a, a goal at a crucial part of the game, 90, I think it's 92 or 93 minutes. There wasn't much time left. You then go into the penalty shootout with a high level of confidence. And I thought his, his penalty was quite important because it was 3-2 and you have that critical fourth yeah. penalty where that so often happens when a team is winning in a penalty shootout, someone misses the fourth penalty, the other side then get back level. And then you a bit, a bit like how we were in Moscow, where John Terry and Anelka missed consecutive penalties. Yeah, so you have you have that sort of fourth penalty where if you miss it, they've got a chance to level. But if you score it, you make it four two, and you put even more pressure on to the next player from the opposing side coming up to take the penalty. Yeah, so you know it was a really good as you said at the start. There was five very, very, very good penalties taken taken the other night. But again, I, I give a lot of credit to Petrovic as well. Excellent, excellent penalty save. Yeah, really, and that'll do that'll do wonders for us because Sanchez is going to be out for a little while. Well, he is. So, yeah. I, I, and, and and to be fair, Petrovic, he didn't have a lot to no, do no. the other night because they didn't do a lot. No. Newcastle, exactly. Yeah. What so, one, one save? Yeah. I mean, the other the other thing that Mudrick did that really impressed me, and again, this is something that we've been bitching about for a long time, well, at least I have, is that when uh, Gumeris, who I think is an excellent player, but a dirty bastard, dirty northern bastard, he, he, he's a bastard, isn't he, JK? But he he, he cleaned he cleaned uh, he cleaned Matson out. Um, yeah. Mudrick, who's like a slip of a lad, uh, went straight into him, grabbed him by the throat, and started saying, "Come on, then." Let's have it, son. You know, and I thought, fucking hell, brilliant. This is what we want. We want stand up for yourselves, you lot. You know, don't and sit we were, there pussying we were, out. We were critical. We were critical of the players last season. Yeah. There was the example when Conor Gallagher was down on the ground. There was about three players on either Palace or West Ham kicking him, and no one stepped in. So you, you want to see teammates looking after their teammates. So yeah. again, another good example for Mudrick. Yeah, sticking up for one of his teammates the other night. You, you know what, guys? I, I, I'll tell you who I'm going to give some credit. I'm going to give Poch some credit here because, I, I mean, anybody who's ever been in management will know this, but, you know, you cannot build team bonding and team unity overnight. It, it does take time, and you have to go through shit together. Uh, but I think Poch is, is, is gradually really, you know, bonding a team together here. You know, if, you, if they start fighting for each other literally as well as figuratively then you know it's beginning to happen and i and, and i mean as i said i go back to what we started with right at the end you know they were the, the, the they were all very together and that's what you want to see you want to see a team that is together because it isn't, isn't together it's not a team so fair play potch all those barbecues are paying off mate well done um let me find out what happened to fernandez because well uh, i mean he said he was ill but then i read somewhere that he might have a, a rather um you know, rather worrying groin, persistent groin injury. But I was hoping yeah. you would know more about that, didn't it? Didn't they talk about it in the presser? No, nothing. No, they didn't ask any questions about injured players, other other than Reese. For God's sake, who we fucking knew was injured because he's just had yeah. surgery. Unbelievable. Yeah, we'll get we'll get onto that. We'll get onto. All that. right. Yeah. Um, listen, we we should talk about Connor, and and, and I tell you what, I, I I refuse until the end of January. I know that I won't be able to hold myself to this. But, I, I mean, we did it on Monday. I am not, or whenever we did the show, I'm not talking about Connor, is he staying or is he going bullshit anymore. I'm just sick to fucking death of it. But um, what I will say, I thought his his performance, again, was outstanding. And yes. I Yeah. But I think more than that, I think he is, at the moment, we're talking about this togetherness. 
I think he is the glue that binds it together, which is why Poch likes him and why Poch picks him, JK. Well, yeah, I think he also picks him because he's playing fantastically. Well, I mean, yeah. not just his his, uh, um, his joie de vivre, no, not just his, his abilities to link people together with his personality, but he, he never stops running. I mean, he's, uh, um, and as we've established, he's occasionally overzealous, but uh, um, he, he is so industrious. It's fantastic. Yeah. And he allows... He allows um, other players around him to be creative as a consequence. But he's 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 in the he's in the mix with everything. He's there every single triangle that's being played. It's it's him at the apex of it. It's- well, we're third apparently in the Premier League stats for winning the ball back in the you know the last third. So you yeah. know winning it up up top, and that is almost exclusively down to Conor Gallagher. And I mean, I saw some other thing today. I might have it on my phone actually, but. I saw some stats today which are, rem- are remarkable. Hang on, give me one sec. Do, 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 do. Uh, here we go. Right. I, I th- I'm presuming this is just in the Chelsea side rather than the Premier League as a whole. But these are Opta stats uh, on on this season. Yeah, it's the Chelsea team. But he is uh, first in assists, chances created, tackles, interceptions, p- uh, possession one. A possession one in uh, in the final third and distance covered first in every single one. Now, okay, I know we we poo poo stats a lot, but you know, you want to know how important it is to this side? Read that. Uh, apparently, this club likes stats. Apparently, Win Stanley and Stewart, the bozo lawyers we've got at the club, apparently they like stats. Have a fucking read, gentlemen, <laughs> if you can. <laughs> but Ginger, aren't you overreacting? You know, because this could they, they, it could be. I know there's normally no... I said, I, said I wasn't going to talk about it. That lasted, what, less than five minutes, isn't it? Five minutes and you got angry. Well, I so am I'm angry in... about it. I know, but nothing's happened. I know. So it's worked then, hasn't it? Yeah. And, and how many <laughs> players have we been linked with at, at Sporting Lisbon today? Yeah, oh, I know. And how many players are we going to get linked with between now and the end of January? Oh, oh. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. Just, just ignore it all. unsubstantiated yeah. nonsense. I would, I would laugh yeah. my cock off if we didn't buy anybody. I mean, I really would. I'll, I'll, hold, I'll hold you to that. I expect to see it in your hand. Well, I mean, you, well, no. I, I mean, I wouldn't want to laugh it off literally because I, I kind of, I still, you know, bizarrely enough, I still actually use it occasionally. You know, so do you? I oh, do. Mine's in a, uh, mine's my in a velvet, age. mine's in a velvet bag in the uh, in the bedroom <laughs> next to the turkey baster, no doubt. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Gallagher, he, the boy did good, didn't he? Uh, didn't he, Mark? I know he, he did good, and, and I think the other thing as well is um, you got you got the African nations coming up. Uh, I, obviously, we'll lose a couple of players there to it. Um, um, we have had a huge amount of injuries. We've got suspensions, I imagine, coming because players are picking up cards. I think we had four or five booked the other night as well. I don't think they carry for the Premier League games, but we're getting our fair share. We're going to need a big squad anyway, so yeah. I don't, you know, I don't see this, you know. Why? Why we need to offload players or even buy any more players? Because if we buy more players, it puts increased pressure from FFP on us. The only the only thing we should buy, as you said, is probably a top class striker. But hopefully, if we do that, the players that are likely to go will, will cover the cost of that in terms of FFP. That we, we don't even need to contemplate selling Gallagher. Like again, you know, this is the whole thing, and people just completely lose it on social media. I saw today that Gallagher was going to Tottenham. 
and we're getting Hoiberg as part of the player exchange deal. <laughs> really? Fuck off. He makes, you know, I, I, we need to go back to making up rumours. Yeah, because it's just that people then, people just get so ca- car- carried away with it. And you sort of think, like, light, lighten up. It's nearly Christmas, we're calling out loud. You know, people are just doing that for clicks. Now, Hoiberg, really? I'm optimistic. Look, at the end of the day, if they thought they could get 50 million for him, would they sell him? I wouldn't rule that out. But where things are at the club at the present moment in time, the last thing you should be thinking about doing is selling Conor Gallagher. Yeah, no. I think we'd all be in agreement with that. I tell you what, though, something's occurred to me, you know, there's, there is a real dearth of world-class strikers around at the moment. We've we've said this many times on the show, and there really is a very few compared to when we were kids. You grow up, you know, growing up, there'd be loads of them, but not anymore. So, I mean, I would rather. I mean, I I think I you know buy buy somebody who's worth buying, or don't fucking bother is how I would look at it. I really would. You know what's going to happen, Chidge? Don't you? They'll they'll find somebody in uh, in South America who who turn up and play. Th- you know, 30 minutes and be shit and then we'll never see him again. Well, let's hope not. Um, now, uh, somebody uh, that we were d- delighted <coughs> delighted to see come back uh, was Unkunku, of course. He came on in the 69th minute. Um, and I think, you know, we have to be very realistic here. You know, he's been out for six months nearly. nearly and, you know, it's going to take him... I, I, I mean, oddly, as you, I'm quick tease, I did put him in my team for Sunday, but... There's no way on God's earth he's going to start, I think, because Poch is going to ration his minutes and manage him back, and that is very sensible. And as he was kind of saying that in the press of the day, wasn't he? But I, I don't think we should expect too much from him. It's going to take him time to bed in, and also, more to the point, bed into the Premier League, which is you know it's the same old stuff with all these new players. It's going to take them time to bed into the Premier League. Um, but did you see anything at all, boys, that, uh, you know, JK first, that made you think, okay... I was particularly impressed by his pass into touch, I have to say, which I did write in my notes. <laughs> I, thought, I shall tell you what I did. Oh, my God, I've got to find it. because Nkunku passes the ball into touch with the, uh, you know, hands up, up in the air, you know, what sh- the shrug emoji. What the fuck? But, I mean, I don't think we can judge him on that. And it'll take time, really, JK, won't he did it? absolutely fuck all. No, I know. He got in the way of something. Uh, actually, no, because Sterling, Sterling did, did a shit pass, which gave him no chance. If he'd done a decent pass, then he might have had a chance to score. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> Sterling ran at them right down the middle. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the the defenders were trying to close him down. He got to the, just towards the edge of the penalty area, and Kunku was in space, kind of coming in from the left, and he just put a really shit ball through, and Kunku had no chance to do anything with it. So we still don't know. No. But there you go. Um, but, hey, I mean, you know, it'll come, I think. That's just, we've just got to be patient. The same, I mean, Poch was saying that about Lavia today, wasn't he, as well? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Hopes, you know, you, you know, the, he contributed, you know, so um, uh, Jackson had done very little in the game. So, um, you know, I, I just think we've been, you know, we were so in, we were so all over Newcastle. And, and contained them from what they wanted to do, which was to try and just get us on the break, that uh, uh, I thought we did very well doing that in the game. I know it was a bit dull for some people who just thought we were slowing the game down. But as I've said in the 
um, in the second half when Gusto came on and then Matson as well. It was a completely different yeah, proposition. It was. I'd, I'd, I'd agree with JK that there was an intensity about Newcastle, particularly in that first half. You know, they do press fast and they do press high. Very and, good. And they were very, you know, it, it was like JK and I were talking about, they were so well drilled and so well organised from the back to the front. And every time we're in possession and they are really sort of pressing very, very quickly and we were sort of making mistakes. But as the, the game went on, the second half, I think the other thing that eventually Poch did get it right, but this, and I know, it, I believe it cropped up in the press conference today, this continuing playing centre-halves at full-back, it didn't work the other night. Uh, uh, now, we've been getting Dizarzi's pronunciation wrong, haven't we? It's how, what was, was it the guy behind us? What did he say, JJ? Dizazi. Dizazi. Yeah. He's, he's, you pronounce it Dizazi. That would be so the French way of saying it, actually. That's, yeah, fair, that's yeah. a fair point. Yeah, the guy behind was French. That was the you know, and the, the weirdness yeah. about that is that on, on my phone, my, my mate in France, who I stayed with in, in, you know, in September, was phoning me as you were saying that. Probably to say, chaps, it's Dizazi, not Dizazi. Yeah. If I'd yeah, answered the and, phone, and, and, we could have known that definitively, couldn't yeah. we? Yeah, the guy said, just like, he said, Dizazi. Um, and I think it's great having him in the side for his height. And I think we're, we're sport now that we've got a number of very good centre-backs and anyone can play in that central pair. But he's not really a right-back. And Colwell definitely is certainly, certainly is not a left-back. Although they're doing a job for the team. The manager puts him in the team. But I thought it was remarkable. It was a strange substitution because Colwell, it was the right substitution for Colwell to go off. But logic would have brought Matson oh, on yeah. there. And he didn't bring on Matson until late. And he put Gusto on there. And, and, and Gusto was superb, both on left and right. Was. But the moment Matson came on to the left and Gusto moves to the right, that latter part of the game, Gusto on the right, because there was so much space in the second half yeah. on Dizazi's side of the pitch. But the frustrating thing was, every time he got the ball, and, and I have a lot of sympathy for Jackson just... Jackson was moving and he was in the box and he was he, he was there, but so often, Dizazi just passed it sideways to Gallagher. Many times we were setting up. Well, the moment Gusto came over to the right, the first thing he did was put a cross in, yeah. and it was obviously Gusto's cross that eventually led to exactly. Mudrick's goal. So Potts got the tactics right in terms of the formation, more towards the latter part of the game, and I think. Moving into the weekend, you've got to think well, about Gusto and Matson. I mean, if, I, other, if other players aren't available, that's what this cover in the uh, press conference. He 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 made it pretty obvious that he's not going to start with Gusto. Yeah, I mean because he because he's. I mean that's why he didn't didn't bring him on till late, Mark, because he, he he's coming back from injury. So it's like there was a moment in, in the game as well. I think in just before the penalties, when if you remember, Mark, we pointed out that he was having some um, not surgery, but he was having a lot of interest from the uh, um from the doctor who changed his bandage he got a bandage yeah. on of yeah. i think he what, what whatever he had i don't know what his original injury was i think it may have been a groin or something but he was he was setting up a kind of of you know one of those bandages uh, that seems to support you and leaves the knee open i don't know what it was but he he was having it rebandaged so he's mm. obviously uh Carrick, obviously had yeah. a, Difficult injury, you know. He is. I mean, uh, do you know Louis Louis Benaviti? I can never pronounce his name, but he's yeah. a lovely, lovely lad. I caught this on Twitter. I thought he he nails this. Continuing to play Levi Colwell 
at left back is damaging to both him and to the team. You can tell he's yes. so uncomfortable playing there when he's constantly targeted. And I thought, Louis, you nailed it, yep. son. That's yep. exactly it, isn't it? Spot on. Absolutely spot on. I think Cole is a very good player. But not a but left we back. We can't keep, can't keep playing him at left back. No, can't, totally can't agree. Keep playing in there. No. He gets very frustrated and actually takes it out on some of the opposition as well. You can see that he's he becomes a bit hot-headed. Well, as as our as our resident psychotherapist, I would say you've been saying this for weeks, J.K. On your you've nailed it. He's he's displacing his anger at himself onto other people. Absolutely, I uh, feel for him really, but because he wants to. I mean, this, I mean, look on the the other side of that coin is. He's prepared to play there. He wants to play. He wants to make an impact and a difference. But he wouldn't get in. He wouldn't get in if he wasn't. But uh, I mean, I applaud that, you know, in a way. But I, I think it needs to stop and play. We need to play him where he's supposed to play. Now, listen, we'll, let's round this part up with the obvious end to it, which is uh, we've lucked. Well, I, I don't want to tempt fate, but if you'd have given me a choice of uh, Liverpool, um, Fulham, and Middlesbrough. I would have chosen Middlesbrough for the semi-final, Mark. I thought the balls might have been in the fridge and we might have drawn Fulham. So you end up perhaps with a, a guaranteed North or South final. But you can say the same thing applies as well, that you know, F- Fulham and Middlesbrough, obviously the teams presume, um, presume they will obviously get knocked out by Chelsea Liverpool, and you get your Chelsea and Liverpool final. But you, you take Middlesbrough and well, we've got a good cup record against Middlesbrough over the years. Always seem to beat them 2-0. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I'm happy with that. Mark's happy with that. JK? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. You, you were contemplating going, you were saying, before we went on air, didn't you? Yes, it would just be the hotel. I'm not sure I could deal with Do that. they have hotels in Middlesbrough? No, I think you just <laughs> lie on the floor in a cow shed. Yeah. But um, of course they do. It's highly advanced up there. I've been there a few times to the river. A few bus stadium. shelters you can always sleep in, no doubt. Yes. Actually, yeah, the village, no. there's a village there called Yarm or something where all the footballers live, which yeah. I've been to, which yeah. is very, very nice. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. There, there, there is a bus back from Middlesbrough bus station about half past one in the morning. To, it gets back to, into to London. Yep. Fucking hell, seriously? Seriously, um, uh, there's a company called Flick, Flixbus, F-L-I-X, Flixbus, and you can leave Middlesbrough at 1.30 in the morning and get back to Hammersmith at about 6 o'clock. Bloody hell. Apparently. You yeah. live and learn. You live and learn. Yeah. Any sleep on the coach as a consequence? or? Uh... Well, I suppose you can sleep on a coach, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it would be remiss of me not to go to the home leg, certainly. So I shall be... Uh... I was just, if, if I can move my two clients, I've got I've got clients all day on a Thursday, but I've got one at ten past four and one at half past five. I reckon I can move them, and if I leave at four, I'm still going to be there in time because it'd be an eight o'clock kickoff. So uh, I'm going to be I shall be there. I can't miss a semi final. I mean, you know, I remember last year we were all saying, well, you know, that Liverpool semi could be the last could be the last one we see for a while. You know, the Liverpool final. And it's true, it could be. So I think uh, it's behoven upon me to go, JK. No, and, I, and again, I think what, what I'd say is I think it's important for the manager as well, that game the yes. other night. Yeah. You know, if, if if we'd gone out to Newcastle, you know, you'd get all the sort of silly speculation again. Because like just before, yes. um, before, before the game the other night, I got a phone call from BBC Radio London. So they asked me to come on and preview the game. And they asked me about Pochettino's future. And I just sort of 
said, like, we've got a really good manager here. They have to give him time. Irrespective of what happened, and I said we'd beat Newcastle, but I said irrespective of that, you've got to give this guy time because you could see it even in the penalty shootout. It wasn't just the sort of the traditional players lining up at the halfway line for the shootout. It was the bench who didn't play. It was the whole entourage. I've never never seen so many puffy black jackets you know, on a touchline. <laughs> well, line. I have. Whenever was, we, whenever yeah. we play an Italian side, yeah, yeah, there was there was there was just like wall to wall black puffy jackets yeah. on the touchline, and yeah, you know, they were all the players. You know, the backroom staff, everybody came off the bench and were all there together. Uh, I haven't seen that many people on the touchline probably since the game of American football. Yeah. yeah. That's good I think see. the fact that we're in the semi-final is, was also will boil so many people's piss because they they've already decided that the you know we're we're a, a finished team finished mate bit. and so if we get to the final and then if we happen to actually win it that would really so many people would be pissed off by that because it would be Chelsea win another trophy and oh, yet no. they're supposed to be down and out you know it would be it would be. I mean, I'm not. I'm not getting ahead of ourselves here at all. I mean, but it would be truly remarkable. Yeah. I mean, I I would argue, if we were to win this, it'll it'll possibly be the most remarkable trophy win we've ever had. You know, coming from coming from you know the only one that might compare is when we uh, if we had beaten Man United in 1994, instead of getting humped four nil. That yeah. that would have been unbeatable, but I think this this will be the most remarkable trophy we've ever won because we are we are still let's not forget totally in the shit, you know. So anyway, we shall see. We've got to get through the semi first, and I do love a semi. Um, I also love uh, see. Thank you, J.K. It always helps when you laugh. Uh, uh, I'm delighted uh, to state, as I always do around this time of the show, that uh, the CFC UK, which I also Love the CFC UK fanzine. Uh, has a newish issue out. The new one came out uh, against uh, Sheffield United. Um, I haven't read it yet, actually, bizarrely. I've not, as Marco asked me the other day, I still haven't even read mine yet. But uh, um, I did write one called Fubar, which kind of was in sync beautifully with the show we did called Fubar. Um, Mark's, I know Mark's written one, which has got JK's dad in it. Yes. How lovely. Yes. Gave yes. me a yeah. sweet. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. But there you go. So uh, go, go and get it. Now, look, obviously you get it on a match day and you just listen for them going, hurry up, it's only a pound. But if you can't go to the match, don't worry. You can subscribe by emailing fanzine at cfcuk.net. Uh, it's 20 quid for a year subscription in the UK, 45 quid in Europe if you're in Europe, 60 if you're in the rest of the world, where you can get a digital copy emailed to you and you can subscribe to that version for six quid a year or a pound each and you can pay via PayPal. And I'm thinking of... Uh, I'm going to email it actually tonight because I'm going to go and get it for my my nephew because I, I wonder if he gets it. So there we go. Uh, and of course, the other thing you can do, it being this time of the year, Christmas, uh, you can buy a Chelsea pitch owner's share, which of course means you have a say, a very powerful say in what happens to the ground going forward with all the talk of redeveloping it or moving it. Uh, none of that really gets the go-ahead and, uh, unless the CPO uh, agree. So uh, if you want to have a bit of clout and a bit of a say in that, you better get yourself a share. 110 quid for an electric share, 175 there or thereabouts for a frame share signed by a Chelsea player. And if you want one, go to the ChelseaFC.com website and search for Chelsea Pitch Owners. We will be back to talk about the Wolves-Chelsea game in a nanosecond. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Fans, real I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show. I am Stanford Chidge, and I'm joined by the uh, slightly poorly JK, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm worried about you, mate. <laughs> Poor old love. Get some rest, man. Yeah, Seriously. I don't think rest. I think it's just, uh, you know, time of the year, Chidge. And the, the fact that I'm 103. I know. I well, you know what? It, irrespective of your rather advanced years, um, yeah. I'm still not 100% after that bloody flu thing I got in November. You know, so I think I think whatever anybody's getting at the moment, it's hanging around like a bad smell. Should never have hugged. I know. Uh, don't tell everybody else. Anyway, uh, uh, we 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 have a, a a guest. He's a special. He's off the bench tonight. Oh yeah, he was he was listening in at the beginning, wasn't he? And he realised that uh, the Clayton Clayton uh, Beerman, the housewife's choice, was uh, was off with the housewife. No, that's yeah. unfair. It was. Uh, I think he might he, have he, been. he hadn't turned up. He's not on. So there he was. Oh, he, he might he might he might be ill. You know, I've just had a thought because I I know uh, his good lady was suffering from COVID, so he may have got that. I or shall... perhaps he's not... Yes, we must win. Yeah, I shall, I shall ping him a message to hope to say to hope he's all right. A marvellous substitute who was listening in and uh, thrown himself into it, as usual, with his his fantastic expertise. It is, of course, the superb Mark Meehan. Yes, indeed. And, and it was absolutely lovely to be on here with you both just before Christmas, revelling in a wonderful evening at Stamford Bridge the other night, and we're in a cup semi-final. Indeed. Isn't it marvellous? And, 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 and again... 
yeah. And you've experienced sitting yeah. with JK in the posh seats as well. It was lovely. It really was a, a very, very enjoyable evening. And the people on our table um, were predominantly Newcastle fans. What <laughs> the fuck? Yes, they were. Why? They were all, they were all London Newcastle fans. London Newcastle well, what were they fans. doing in there? Well, hospitality, providing you don't, you're allowed in hospitality if you're an opposing fan, providing you don't wear any colours and you don't celebrate a goal and you don't misbehave. And they were very well behaved, very articulate, very well spoken. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't speak Geordie then. They didn't speak Geordie. No, why? Why I man? No, none of that. So but, yeah, many they, goals. They, they talk passionately about their team, but I, I think I think they were almost like shell shocked at the end of it because clearly, you know, at half time, we JK are going in for a half time cup of tea and cake, and it's like how the hell are we thrown? Because that was the only chance they had, yeah. and we just you know we looked like we were going to throw the game by. Just an absolute horrendous error for that first goal for them. But there were three, the three errors at once, weren't, weren't there, Mark? Yeah, the, three, yeah. the, the terrible goal will pass then. And four, a four, four errors. Four errors all at once, were there? Shit yeah. pass, shit control, yeah. Yeah. shit touch by Silver, and shit yeah. touch by Baddy Ashield. Yeah. Yeah. Keystone well, cops, mate. Going to be clever, Baddy Ashield, trying to hook it oh. left. Just fucking the... clear it, mate. Anyway. Absolutely. Just pass it back on. The more we it. waffle on about this, the less time we have to hear about JK's review of the presser. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, the review of the presser. Well, um, it was interesting. He was asked about um, the first question was uh, completely meaningless shit. I think the whole thing was. <laughs> he was asked about James's recovery um, from his surgery and he waffled on about how with a smiley face everybody around will help him help him to be strong and positive and and he and he said it and the chap said how long will it be do you think and he said weeks months important to see him day by day as part of the team then he said seven or nine months and then he said (laughs) weeks he just thought he doesn't care about this it's a stupid question it was absolutely meaningless shit um uh, uh he said then he said something about the way his body is going to uh, to text and the damage and i thought what the fuck is that the body is going to text and the damage what are you talking about potch i just think he was thinking why am i being asked this ridiculous question about james all right what they meant by it was there's going to be huge support from the team he can't wait for him to be out of surgery because then he can be part. He he is he's very good around the team. He's 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 because he's captain and because of his experience, and they all like him. And he wants him to be part of the group as soon as possible, even if he's not playing, because that that it's good for morale. It's good for the whole um, setup of the group. So that was what he was saying. Um, um, and then he was asked, "Wouldn't Unkunku get more minutes? And how exciting was it?" And and once again, he sort of did a. A, a slight intake of breath at the stupidity of the question. And he said, everyone want to see him feet and ball on the game. And I thought, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Potch. But anyway, <laughs> we know very well the quality, he said, but need to be patient and provide the capacity to find his best form. Well, yeah, you're stating the bleeding obvious, but it was a stupid question. And yes, what he meant by that was he's going to have him in the in the once again, in the group again, and bring him on. He's not going to start him because um, he said to play from the beginning too early, few weeks, few games, but not at the moment, which makes sense because he's going to introduce him 
as and when, which makes absolute sense. Um, he was asked about Canagolica. It's uh, very good. I like that. Canagolica. Is, that oh, what is, is he a new like signing new from signing. South America? Yeah. <laughs> 17 or something, I heard. And, um, this chap said he's got 18 months on co contract. When I was asked, asked him, what are you saying to your board? And, and he, he, he was very keen, Poch, to say it was between the club and the player. And I have to say, in this instance, he revealed nothing. He just said, I coach the team and I make the best choice tomorrow. And the moment he's doing fantastic for the team, but it's about the club and the players. So basically, he didn't want to commit to any answer at all, which is fair enough. He's the coach. But... I, I I don't know what information he's got. We it was it was like you know he batted it away and he wasn't prepared to be involved. Um, um, he says always I try to give my best advice. I love to work with owners and sporting director and the player, which muddied the water even more. But it's the best. The player's the principal character, apparently. Apparently, no, no, he, no. He said principal actor. Actually, that's right. He did. He mentioned the word actor. Yeah. You're right but it's the best decision for the club. It's always about clubs and players need to decide, which once again, to me, is 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 neither one thing or the other. I don't actually know what he's saying. And he was really not wanting to commit himself about this, which actually, from my point of view, made me think there is possibly something in this and that he will be transferred, bizarrely, because... He didn't. He didn't say no. It's not going to happen. No, he's a great player. Well, he didn't say because you can never say never. So I, I can understand why yeah. he wouldn't commit. I mean, yeah. it could also mean that he's thinking about it in terms of the fact that Connor hasn't signed his contract yet. Indeed, indeed, because he was spent eighteen months to go. Um, he was then asked um, uh, about um, uh, he. So, uh, a young lady asked a whole series of questions that he really liked. Yeah, she's great. By the way, she was at the Canners do. She was in emceeing the Canners do. Yeah, she was. Yeah, is that was it? Sharia. That's it. Sharia. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He, 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 in fact, just kept smiling and saying, "Good question. Good, good question. Good." And you thought, "But these are obvious questions." Well, they're not. Why? They're not so obvious that the actual journalists ask, ask them, are they? No, the journalists never ask answer them. No. Yeah, but for, it's the kind of question that we would ask. Exactly. But but I, but, I don't but, get it. Why? But he was happy to ask because he thought they were good football. Exactly. Questions. But but, but she she's a, J.K. She's a supporter. So she gets it. Yeah. Yeah, but then what the fuck are the journalists doing then? They ask these stupid questions about Because you know, they're taking being, instructions from their editors who want it for journalists. fucking clickbait. Who want the yeah. clickbait? I get you. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, she asked for um uh Colwell over Matson, like and he liked the question. Gusto not ninety minutes. Um uh and she said, Yes, I understand. And he actually said, You are very good, he said to her. Which was which was great. And then was asked about Medweke. And and it was very interesting because he said it's there's massive competition in the squad and he needs to increase his level. And what we got from that was he's not training well enough. And that's why he's not in the team, because he's not playing well enough and he's now injured. And um, uh, I thought that, you know, it, it makes perfect sense is what you expect a coach to say, what you expect a coach to do. If the guy's not training very well, he doesn't get in the team. You know, if he's not up to the level and when he has come on, he hasn't played well. Uh, once again, proving that he's not playing well in training. So, but he's now injured, so that's out of the window. Um, also, the, um, the a question was: a Newcastle win will it influence the group? And he said that it was a good energy. Fans react well to what's going on on the pitch, 
which I thought was very interesting. It's what we've been saying the last few weeks, which is one of the reasons that the atmosphere hasn't been great is because the team's not been playing very well. The team plays well and you can see what they're doing and there's effort. It's always been the case. If the team makes an effort and they're playing competently and they're if they lose and it's unlucky, you you're still behind them. The fact they play well and won, the team is gonna the, the supporters are gonna be absolutely behind them. Um you know you know, I think I think she missed a trick with that question, or Poch didn't quite understand it. Because I mean I fr- frank frankly, yeah. she should have asked the question that I asked at the beginning, which is, you know, does he think that this was a real moment where the team and the uh, supporters yeah. bonded together? He he received yeah. it as was were the were the was the support good? Which was not yes. what yeah. Yes, yes, I agree. I think she meant that anyway. Um um what he said, he he said we need to use the experience for the future. All, which is a bit, you know, it's a bit cliched, all part of the process to grow step by step, getting good. But he made the thing still far away, which obviously it's in in yeah. terms of his ultimate view of what he'd like the team to be. It is far away. But um, uh, and he, it's actually a it's a sort of cushion of relief for him if we do play well and then dip down a bit because he can just say, well, the team isn't prepared. I think if they'd been if it flatlined and all got worse and worse and worse, then you'd have to be questioning his ability, as people have been trying to do. But the fact that um, uh, they won, as you said earlier, Mark, it it, it, it pulls him out of the mire and uh, and and gives him a um, gives him a way out, really, of saying, no, look, we're, we're you know, we're we're coming. It's in maybe fits and starts, but we're seeing some um, we're seeing some growth and uh, and some progress, which is which is it's the truth. We are. And he was asked about his wedding anniversary because it's tomorrow. Um, and then he was asked about what, how, another journalist, how important are the next three? And um, uh, and he just said, you know, rather cliched, all games are all tough, diff- all a challenge. And then he made the great statement, our objective is to win, which I think was something he really regretted saying, but he carried on. Um, masses for us to win the three games, he said. Then he was asked a question about the Super League and he just tossed it off by thing, saying thoughts are the same as the club. Completely agree with the statement. Uh, difficult to know or understand how would it happen. He's focused on the club. Too many question marks. Um, and then he was asked about Lavia and he got annoyed with the journalist mm. and, uh, um, and, and, and absolutely sort of went for him. Um, he was annoyed why... He, he was annoyed why um, a journalist was always asking why um, players not playing this particular journalist. I can't remember the guy, but he always, um, he said, you are pushing. Um, and it's, it's exact. Lavi is the same as Nkunku. He's doing well, but needs time. He may be involved in the squad, i.e. may pick him as a sub or he may be there for the day. But um, players with a big period off are desperate to be involved. But at which level? There is serious competition and they need to understand they need to train really hard every day to have an impact. It's not a charity. Mm. We must win. In other words, what he's saying is, is the, the level of competition, as we've been saying the last few weeks in the last, in it, it's, it's, uh, it's it, the club, the team has evolved without them and it's difficult for them to get back in. They do not have a right to get back in just because they're big signings. They have to impress and show that they're part of the team or show that they can, they're at a level that gets them into the first team and gets them picked, which I thought was, you know, was 
very well stated, but absolutely pretty obvious um, for this annoying um, journalist. Um, and he, he carried on with it. I'm disappointed the player can't play. It's not because we don't believe in him. There are other players more ready than this guy, he said. It's about who is ready to compete. He's, and he's, it's actually said, it's annoying me that you are annoyed or questioning me. <laughs> we need we need balance here, he said. And I thought that was and, and that was when it ended um, uh, uh, on, on a kind of a slightly fractious note. Um, but yes, it, it was it, it pretty obvious that that's going to be the case, isn't it? It's not going to be just because Lavia played well at Southampton um, and was an expensive uh, an expensive purchase doesn't mean he has a right to get into the side. He has to be judged on his uh, uh, his performances in training. And that makes great sense. And then he has to be nurtured into the Premier League to see whether he's at the level because it's 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 supremely athletic playing in the Premier League. As we're finding out, and Kunku will take some time to get in. And, uh, and Lavia is obviously at the stage where he's almost fit enough, but he's nowhere near able to compete with them. So I thought it was a, a very interesting press conference um, just because it, it confirmed lots of the stuff that we've mm. been bringing up. Yeah. If, um, if, if you were to put a mark out of 10 on it, what would you give it? Um, I'd, I'd, well, he, he does that thing of he just sort of goes along with some stuff, which you know, he, he's about two out of 10 for that. And occasionally he speaks rubbish. It's because he's English. He loses his... You almost want to say come. He said he started talking about he was listening to about the um he was listening to the uh the business about the Super League on a Spanish station. And I wanted to say to him, you know, don't do that, mate, because your English needs lots of improvement. Just, you know, listen to Radio Five Live or something, or listen to Talk Sport. Listen to something. Not, that's not got, if you want to learn English. And that's well an, an English that perhaps um uh, a more colloquial listen sort of to Radio English. Four, dear boy. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Of course it should be Radio Four, shouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. And then Potch will appear speaking terribly like R R P. Ah yes, R P. R Pochettino. Um, R Pochettino. <laughs> no, no, but, re received Pochettino. T Pochettino. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'd give it about seven. Okay, that's pretty good. I thought he was. I thought he was good today, and I thought I, I know he went off on a bit of a rant and he got passionate. But I thought he kept, it was quite funny the, the way he kept on reining himself in and being quite jovial about it as well, actually. You know, but uh, no, I, I really, I actually, do you know what? I'm really warm to him watching the presser today. I have to say, I, I like him. I'm beginning to like him. But there you go. Well done, JK. Marvellous review as always. couple of things uh, I want to pick up on, um, one of which was picked up in, obviously, during the presser. But um, very, you know, serendipitously, we've got we've got Mark here tonight, as who, as we know, is our, is our captain leader legend of the Chelsea Supporters Trust. Um, <laughs> El Presidente. Um, Mark, uh, two things I, that I know that the trust, you know, is hugely, uh, you know, I mean, if I say involved in, it might give the wrong impression, but, you know, it's been very high up on our agenda, I would say, for a long time. And the first, of course, is the fact that the uh, European Super League is rearing its ugly head again because they won the court case, didn't they, in the European courts. And then that odious A22 company was putting out stupid lying videos. Uh, so there's that. And the other one, of course, is is something the Trust have been very involved with over the last week. And, of course, this is the fact that Christmas Eve football can get stuffed. Sorry, can hashtag get stuffed. <laughs> so off you go. Tell us all about that. 
uh, which where shall I start? Uh, if we start with obviously the European Super League, uh, as you said, they had the decision yesterday from the European Court of Justice. We issued our statements this morning, um, welcoming the statement that Chelsea made yesterday. So that was a positive thing by, by, by the club. No surprise to anybody that the position of the trust hasn't changed. It's crystal clear. We don't support you know, any attempt for Chelsea or you know, for the Premier League clubs, you know, for that matter, to be part of a new sporting structure through A22. When we had the bidding process, um, and I was uh, the one who actually met with Todd Bowley. I was in the Todd Bowley meeting. So we made our position clear to um, Todd and to all the other bidders as well throughout that sort of um, sales process. Uh, and I think that was understood. That was accepted by Todd. And we've done that on a number of occasions to Todd and the administration since, just reminding them of what we actually said to them during the bidding process, you know, what they agreed with us. Um uh, and again, you know, at, at at the end of the day, I I can't I can't see this flying. I think it was remarkable how quickly the six clubs from last time it was quite embarrassing, really, because actually I was quite surprised Tottenham made the statement. Because I thought they weren't in the Super League; they're not big enough. But they were. They were. They were one of the six. Um, but I think if you look at it a little bit closer, what was remarkable is their statements were virtually all identical. So clearly. A conversation was taking place before um, the judgment was made by the European Court of Justice, or they moved very quickly yesterday collectively to get an agreed statement across the Premier League for all the impacted clubs. Because if you actually put them together, I think the Manchester United, Tottenham, Chelsea ones, you know, maybe I think similar, the Arsenal ones pretty similar as well. It's almost word perfect. So they're saying exactly the same thing. But of course they have to say that thing. They're not going to say, oh, we're going to be part of the Super League. Otherwise, you're going to have a, a repeat situation of 2021. It hasn't gone away. It just reminds everybody of the importance of having the independent regulator. Now, the regulator has been appointed uh, on an interim basis. So I can't remember what his name was. I think he previously involved in ground safety. So he, he's been appointed. Um, I went to a meeting although I've not yet seen the minutes of it, so I can't say too much. Um, but I went to meet with the Premier League and Richard Masters the other week, and the Premier League um, are welcoming uh, the regulator. So let's see how that relationship play, plays out. The plan is still um, for the government to get it through this parliamentary pro process. So let's see what happens in the new year. But again, uh, the trust says no to a, a Super League or any change to existing sporting structures that Chelsea Football Club have been part of for many, many years. And in terms of um, Christmas Eve football can get stuffed, uh, there'll be some comms tomorrow. There'll likely to so be some news outlets picking up on the statement we've issued that's embargoed at this present moment in time. But clearly, we'll remind everyone what our position is. I think we congratulate all 3,000 people that are making that journey up to Molyneux on Sunday. But it shouldn't have happened. The game should not have been played at 1 o'clock on Sunday. And already, I don't know if you've seen today, but there's warning signs coming from um, the, the West Midlands about um, fans and journeys and getting back after the game. So uh, there's trains being cancelled. There's staff shortages. It's going to be a real fun fight to get those trains back to land by the sounds things with the early warnings. And then we had the situation last night. I don't know if it's repaired itself today, 
where there's real issues at Euston Station. So I take, I said, I take the help from the people that are travelling up there on Sunday. Sunday, we've got absolutely fantastic support supporting our football club. But they should not be placed in that position. That game should not have gone ahead at one o'clock. And even going further, because people do say it is a global game and it isn't just about the match-going supporters, Mark. Someone chastised me recently. Um, what about the people watching television around the world? Well, that's no bloody good either. Because if you think our largest um, supporter base is in North America. Now, if the game is kicking off at one o'clock on Sunday, our, our fans in America, they're going to have to get up a bloody early time or watch the game. Now, I know they do that on a frequent basis to their credit, but at the same time, they're not even making it easy for your worldwide audience to watch this game by having it on, uh, on at one o'clock. So not much of it sort of like is actually lending itself to like a positive decision, especially when there was a slot vacant tomorrow night that they could have used and they chose not to. So we don't support the game being played on Christmas Eve, but there's not a lot we can do about it now. The game is going ahead frustratingly. Well, you know what, Mark? Mark there's, also, there's not much we can do in, in terms mm. of protesting this because, you know, if you throw anything onto the ground, you can get taken out by the stewards if you take a banner in which they haven't condoned you can get thrown out you know basically if you fart out of place you can get thrown out so there's very little that we can actually do and i mean the other thing is of course we can say as i advocated i think in a recent trust meeting we can just sit there saying fuck sky and bt for 90 minutes but of course what they'll do is just feed in some different sounds that will drown it out so there's very little we can actually do at the game to protest this isn't there no, it's, just, it's a good point. And again, um, a stadium like Molyneux doesn't lend itself well to a protest either. I do admire the way some German clubs deal with these things. Um, I think my re- recent examples, um, I think there was a demonstration in German football this week where I think the fans stayed silent for 12, for 12 minutes. So they just didn't make any noise. Um, just basically saying, without us, you, you, you know, this game is, is nothing. Um, German fans have also thrown... Um, tennis balls onto the pitch in the past. I think Borussia Dortmund quite recently in a Champions League game threw pretend gold bars you know, on, on, onto the pitch. But as you say, I think they're probably less lenient in, in, in Europe to things like that. Here, they'd probably just eject people from the ground. And I wouldn't want to see any Chelsea support kicked out of the ground for throwing a tennis ball or a gold bar onto the pitch. But there might be, who knows? You know, Chelsea supporters might make you know, their point made vocally and I'm sure Wolves fans might do the same. Because surprisingly, it's really impacted Wolves fans even more so than Chelsea. Not you know, because of the demand for away tickets. As we always thought, the away section did sell out. So, and there'll be some people getting to see their first away game in the season. So, every cloud, silver lining, etc. But Wolves have been struggling to sell tickets in the home end. That I think for the first time ever, I think they're doing. You can buy two or three tickets a season to get older to try and fill the stadium. So it might be that Wolves supporters base, although traditionally will be formed in and around um, the sort of Westminster and Wolverhampton area, they clearly must go further afield because even their fans are struggling you know, to get to this game. And again, as I said earlier, with the problems with the trains, I don't envy people getting back. I congratulate the club. They're running three coaches up there. They might want to bring a couple of extra ones on Sunday with nobody on it, just in case you know people get stranded and they've got to help people get back to London sort of Sunday afternoon, evening. Mm-hmm. But again, there was no need for this game to be played at one o'clock. They found the extra slot. It could have been played on the Saturday night. It was, it's just, it was just so unnecessary. But you're, you're also seeing it. Look, look at the FA Cup this season. 
the games they're showing on television, the FA Cup. Tottenham Burnley? Yeah, look at the Burnley fans. They've got to travel down for that. It's look, yeah, the, 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 the problem is at some point something will give on this because the whole point of this being the best league in the world and being the spectacle that it is, is because of the supporters in the stadium. If the supporters aren't there, it's not half the spectacle that it is. And that's where all the money comes from, the full stadium. 15 million people have watched the Premier League this season. You hold it up to any league in the world, any league in Europe. Yeah, This, as they say, product works well for the TV companies. And there's only so much they can push. And there is a bit also. The, the, the Premier League clubs can push back. They, they probably don't realise the power that they have. Yes, they've got to sort of take the money, but at the same time, they can say to the TV companies, no, we're not going to have Team A versus Team B at such and such a time on a Friday night or Thursday night, for example. You know, there's plenty of other days in the week you can show this game, plenty of other times. It's, it's going to get, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better once the 25-26 deal comes in. Because as we know, we've said it on the show before, there's even more games that are actually going to be on television. And all the games that will be at two o'clock on a Sunday will now all be on, where they're not all on at the present moment in time. I agree, Mark. And I mean, you know, I, I just wish we could find a way to get back at the, the TV companies because actually, you know, I, I, I know from my time as chairman, they they've, they are always the problem. And uh, the Premier League basically just roll over and get their, their tummies tickled by them. It's uh, I, I, th- you know. I think this is where, and again, because I have to wait for the minutes to be published and they haven't been published yet because I went to the Football Supporters Association meeting with the Premier League. I think as football supporters... There's more that unites us than divides us. Yeah. And, I, and I think where this is probably headed uh, is greater collaboration. The only way it will be is greater collaboration between all of the clubs in the Premier League. Yeah. No, we got to make and this... individual clubs when they play. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's the only, uh, only way. You don't do this in isolation. No. You've got to you make a stand in, yeah. collectively. I totally agree. Collectively. Absolutely. Good work, Mark. I'm very lucky to have you on tonight to, to talk about that. Um, JK, it's your probably favourite time of the week. Ooh, 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 teams. Yes. Colourful. Little ooh, diagrams, ooh. graphics with my, my team on there. Now, listen, I, ha- I have to fess up tonight because I, 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 I don't know why. I, I didn't feel quite as knackered last night as I expected I would. So I did all of this last night. Uh, and, of course, now realise that I've probably got it completely wrong now having heard the press. So I've, I've done a bit of a schoolboy error. Done a bit of a baddie shield, mate. Uh, so uh, I don't think half of this team are going to play that I've picked. So I got a bit excited. So basically, I kind of decided that because it was so clearly much more effective, I've gone for Matson, Silver, Badia, Schill, and Gusto, uh, and obviously Petrovic in goal. When actually, I don't think Gusto will start. So and I, and I don't think he likes Matson. So I think it'll be Goldwell, <laughs> Silver, Badia, Schill, and Diz, what, how do we say it, Mark? Dizazi. 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 Yeah. So there you go. But my wish would be for Matson and Gusto because they can they can actually play in their right positions. Although I think Gusto is still carrying an injury, so I can see the sense in that. Now, and I also, in my wildest imagination, had decided that I would pick Nkunku because <laughs> I desperately want to see him play. And of course, he ain't going to start either. So I fucked up there. And at the same this time, is, this is your, this is Chidge's team, isn't it? Chidge's fantasy got. eleven. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the other thing is, I kind of presumed that Enzo's going to be out for uh, Sunday as well and now I hear that that might not be the case so I've kind of what I've done is I've done a 4-2-3-1 
largely because uh, I think if Enzo's out, I think Caicedo and Gallagher can play in a two very well. And I thought, well, I'll have Nkunku uh, uh, in the middle of the three and Palmer on the right and Sterling on the left because I still think, you know, I think I think Mudrick works better as an impact player at the moment. Uh, and weirdly, I, I mean, I say weirdly, I, 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 weirdly, I've gone for Jackson up front, having been miserable and dropped him for the last two games, which, of course, he's started both. But I, I actually, we didn't say this in part one, but I actually thought Jackson looked a lot better. And I know this is going to sound daft because I'm sticking there, sticking him up on the, on his own. But the reason I'm doing that is because, you know, apparently he worked quite well with Nkunku. But I actually thought he looked a lot better when he wasn't playing as the central striker, when they had him out left or playing as a two with Brozier. He looked a lot more comfortable, I thought, in, in the game against Newcastle. So I, I've decided to pick him. So it's a bit of a bit of a cow's ass my side here because I don't think half of them are going to play. But there we go. Didn't, didn't we work out, Mark, that Jackson was probably a winger when we were yeah, watching? He, he was. He, he, when, when Brozier came on, Jackson was playing on the wing. Yeah, and he and he looked okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite yeah. But he didn't play with Nkunku, Chidge, because they subbed, he no, subbed no, each no. other. I know that. But in pre-season, they did. Oh, yeah. Pre- um, no, they did, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But as we've established, it, and as Poch has established, it's all moved on. Mm. You know, a whole different... Everybody's revealed other aspects to themselves. Also, Palmer's in the mix. who wasn't there before. Yeah. If, you know, and Palmer... We forgot to say how good Palmer was again. Palmer, yeah. Palmer is absolutely top banana. He's he's the classiest player in there. He was the best player on the pitch again. I think he's he's supreme. I'm, he's, one, I'm, he's one player of the year already. Yeah, yeah, quite remarkable. And uh, um, he's got a great attitude as well. He's got a great arrogance about him. He's terrific, absolutely terrific player. Um, let's keep him. Hope he maintains it. Um, but yeah, Chijo, you're absolutely right. You've you've criticised your own setup when Kunku's not playing because he said he won't start. Um, Gusto, he said won't start. And he won't, as you say, he won't play Mats until later on. Um, so it'll be the same, the same boys, Colwyn and Dizazi and um, uh, Moises in midfield with uh, Connor. But uh, and I'm not absolutely sure about Fernandez because he wasn't mentioned in the press room at all, which was bizarre. And he limped off. He seemed to have a kind of groin injury, but I don't know. And they were all sort of commiserating with him. Um, but you know, if he's back on Sunday, we'll, I don't know what the fuck it was all well, about. But if he's not, um, if he's not, then you know, I, I, I would still be tempted to play a two in midfield and uh, and have Mudrick on the left and Palmer where I've got in Kunku, play Sterling yeah. on the right. I think. Well, that's what he'll do. I think that's what I do because he can't play. There aren't any others. There aren't any other midfield well, players. Uga Chukwu's fit again. I think. Is he? Oh, yeah. Okay. He's hardly been pulling up any trees. No. Though. No, I would agree. So, with that. Uh, but um, yeah, and I suspect that um, we will see uh, short shorts Janet up front. So, um, which we yeah. should, we've got to rename him again. I mean, we've had short shorts, we've had in action Jackson, we've had Jackson, uh, we've had action Jackson, we've had Janet, Janet Jackson. Jackson. Uh, yeah. Now I think we have to have offside Jackson. Yes, definitely. Yes, I, I wrote that in my notes. Actually, I think the first the first thing I wrote in my notes. There we go. This is the first thing I wrote in my notes on the game. Good pass between the lines to Jackson, who is offside in minute one, and lots of applause emojis. emojis. <laughs> well done, son. What, what was interesting was, do you remember Morata used to do that oh, all the time? God, yeah. He used to Fuck. drive us to distraction. That, that in fact, we were always saying, fucking get on side, Morata. Fuck's sake, what's the matter with you? And then it was almost as if he was doing it because he was thinking, well, I can uh, I can get back now. I'll get back and 
and and uh, somehow be in the line. And he wasn't. He was always offside. Always, always. I know. Unbelievable, Mark. What? 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 Do you, I mean, what, what do you? What do you say on it? On the ye old team selection? Uh, it's it's a it's the team that I would pick versus the team I think Botch will pick, and I think that the team he will pick is not too dissimilar to what you've just said. Um, I would I would have Gusto and have Matson, but it doesn't sound like either of those will start the game. So it'll be it'll be the back four from the first half. I don't think Fernandes will be fit, so it will be Moises and Gallagher. Uh, I would have you three, but I'd have um, I'd have Palmer, Sterling, and Mudrick. Um, I think Nkunku or the Messiah. Um, I think I will call him the Messiah because he's been um, hyped as much as Brian from Life of Brian um, so far. Um, and I, I think yes, you will also have. He's not the Messiah. Of, um, he's a naughty boy. Yeah. He's an injured. He's an injured number ten. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. mate. Right. Yeah, uh, what is what is Nkunku ever done for us? <laughs> yeah, exactly that. I, I look. I, I I stand by what I said earlier on. I, I just think you know we, we have to be patient. Um, you know, I mean, even if he was uh, a really well established Chelsea player who'd been there, done it, improved it, and he'd been out for six months with a quite serious knee injury, we would be sitting here saying. Oh, you know, is he going to be the player he was? You know, blah, 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 blah. so that he'd need time before he came in. But this is a guy that's not even right. played in the Premier League, yeah. so you know, yeah, yeah, so, he, he he could turn out to be an absolutely stunning signing. But give the guy time, be be patient with him. Um, but I bet, I bet you were there the other night. I bet there was idiots there the other night who brought blue balloons along with them in the event that he came on and scored. Mm. Yeah. If they'd done that, you, I'd have to say at the club, life bad. Yeah, and and any idiot blowing up a blue balloon when Nkunku scores a goal and posts it on social media should be having season ticket or membership cancelled. I don't get yeah. the uh, significance of a blue balloon. No, what what it is when when he was at Leipzig when he scored his goal celebration was he had a balloon in his shorts and oh. he used to get out and blow it up. Right. So when when he signed, You're sure Chelsea, it was a balloon. I, well, it wasn't the convict, it was Blue. <laughs> yeah. um, so when, when he signed for Chelsea, I think one of the um, promo photos they used was him with a blue balloon. So every so often, you have all these sad you know, people who basically life evolves around social media that you know, no one really cares about them, but they think people are following them. And they post pictures of Nkunku with a blue balloon. So I can guarantee there will be some no mark Blue balloon at the ready when he scores his first goal, blowing a balloon picture up mm. yeah, and sticking it on social media. I say, for me, life bad. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, now thank you for uh, enlightening me on that. Right, I'm going to enlighten you on uh, Chelsea Wolves for Wolves Chelsea form, should I say, which is actually quite interesting. Um, if it's you, Wolves. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I do this, I, I just go on the away games. To- well, actually, the, the first stats are in total ever, whatever. And then the bracketed ones are in the Premier League away. And obviously Wolves have only been in the Premier League for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine seasons. Going as far back as 2003, I hasten to add. But uh, totally, overall, uh, we've uh, we've won 44 games, drawn 30 and lost 41, which I thought was quite even, which I was surprised at. And actually in the Premier League, away it's even more interesting because we've won four lost four and drawn one 
which I thought, surely some mistake. And I looked down at the list and actually, yeah, we lost in 2011, 2018, 2020. And uh, last last time we played them up there, we lost 1-0. Um, the wins are quite fun, though. I, I shall never, ever forget the... Uh, uh, the five nil. I think it was one of the. It was an early in the season, wasn't it? Up there, Crespo scored an absolute Crespo. fucking cracker. And they had the embassy oh, yeah. embassy regal uh, kit on, didn't they? Yeah, the little yeah, yeah, yeah they did, didn't they? Yep. Yep. That was great. And of course, the one where um, who, who scored? Tammy scored a hat trick, didn't he? The five two. That was a bonkers game. And was it Chamore got that cracking goal? He did. He did. He did. Yeah. So yeah, you know. But I mean, it's basically it's it's a lot more even than I thought it would. Um, you know, going back just for the last five games we played them anywhere, uh, we've lost last season. As I said, we won at home three nil. Connor's last minute. No, it wasn't. I don't know. Anyway, I can't remember. I think it was, Connor did score a goal in that. Anyway, and we drew drew the. Three, I mean, we kept on drawing nil nil to them. If you remember, and they were really horribly turgid games. Wolves, the Wolves form is a bit kind of up and down, really. I mean, they lost 3-0 against uh, West Ham away. Uh, they drew 1-0 with Forrest. Uh, they beat Burnley 1-0, and they lost 2-1 to Arsenal away and 3-2 to Fulham away. So I don't think that's massively impressive. Uh, and then good old uh, good old flash score have got some, some stats, as ever, JK, to frighten the shit out of us. So, um, okay, so... Wolves uh, have had a, a, a poor run of form over the previous five rounds, basically. 1-1, one, one, drawn one, lost three. Wolves are unbeaten across their last six home games, 1-3, three, drawn three. And they're enjoying their longest run of scoring in top-flight home games, 15, since a 16-game streak between 1969 and 70. Chelsea, mm. Chelsea, Chelsea, are enduring... The second, the second worst 17-game Premier League start for over a decade. Uh, we've got three defeats across our last five Premier League games. And we're enduring a three-game winless run of Premier League away head-to-heads with Wolves since 2019. Drawn one, lost two. Uh, so, yeah, we have three straight Premier League away defeats. And we failed to even get on the score sheet in two of our four league trips to face sides beginning the day below us. One, two, drawn, one, lost, one. So, uh, as always, uh, Flash Score aims to depress us thoroughly with Chelsea's form. It's not looking good, is it, Chich? No. This is a really weird stat, which they love so much, they call it their hot stat. Only Premier League games involving Brighton, 16-17, had seen both teams score more often than Wolves, uh, 13-17, 76% ahead of this round. So, uh, both teams to score would be a good bet for those that like a gamble. Anyway, I mean, here's the thing, boys. JK, form schmorm bollocks to it. Um, you know, surely this has to be about momentum. Uh, you know, we beat Sheffield United last week. It was, wasn't easy, but we did. Um, and uh, they, were they were shit. They were shit. I know, but they were they were they were annoying. It's like they got in the way deliberately. Um, We've just, you know, got... I, mean, I just think the momentum from Tuesday night has got to carry over. I mean, you know, it was a real togetherness moment, and I'm just hoping unless that that will carry unless over. They, unless they're tired. Well, they didn't play extra time. I know, but that was the excuse last time. But they played on Tuesday. One, yeah. two, three... What is it? One, two, three, four days rest. Fuck's sake. I know, I agree. 
They really just say that they've, they've got some some decent players. That Cunha is a good player, but we never stops trying. And um, uh, who's the other good one I like well, there? Neto's um, back, they reckon. Wang. He Chan Wang seems to be a very good player. Let's hope he doesn't wang it in. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, Neto's decent. And um, uh, Lamina's good. And Gomez seems to be. And Semedo, of course, is one of their best players, isn't he? So uh, it's interesting. They, you know, they've assembled a, a, a group of, of what appears to be quite decent decent competitors every time i watch them i think a lot of efforts going in there he gets them to play um uh with a lot of commitment they don't appear to to sit you know behind the ball and uh, uh and, and park 10 and then just run at the opposition by kicking the ball up the pitch there seems to be some movement going on there so um i just think it'll be an interesting got a decent goalkeeper as well haven't they so i think it's going to be interesting um I think it's got a draw written all over it. Well, I, I think you may be right. I like their manager too. I think he's got a bit about him actually because he got fired from Bournemouth for no particular reason, having kept them up. Yeah. Uh, but he's good for him to say fuck you, and he's gone off to Wolves. And I think he's done a, a steady job there. Sterling job, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's he's no nonsense. I kind of like him. So, Mark, what say you, old Bean? How do you think it's all going to pan out? I would agree. I, I I think this has got a draw written all over it. <laughs> And we haven't had a particularly good record there, that you know, Wolves. So I would, I'd probably take a draw at this present moment in time. Hmm. I want to win. I definitely want to win. I think. I think. I always I, want to win. No, we, 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 we always want to win. And I, actually, the, the strange thing is, you were talking about sort of like upcoming games earlier. If we did win, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves already. If we did win, and then we've got Palace and Luton coming up, and then we've got. An FA Cup tie against Preston, a Carabao Cup semi-final against Middlesbrough, a league game against Fulham, then another Carabao Cup tie against Middlesbrough. We have got, and we, we've said this many, 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 many times, but we've got a run of six or seven games where you think we could go on a nice little run now. So it would be nice to win on Sunday, you know, to keep that momentum going from the other night. From we've won two home games in a row, we go into Palace and beat Palace at home. It would be fantastic. Yeah. It would. Uh, and I mean, I just, I just, I just think it's got a bit, a bit of a draw feel yeah, about. I, I think you're right. It's got one all written all over, hasn't it? But I mean, yep. we're, we're we're currently tenth, but by Sunday we could be, technically, we could be twelfth, maybe even thirteenth, depending on how it goes. I mean, if Fulham, Brentford, and Bournemouth win, I don't know if they can go above us on goal difference. Fulham can certainly overtake us, and they've got an easy fixture, I think, relatively speaking. Uh, Who Fulham got? Uh, that's a good question, you know. I could tell you, but you'll have to wait for one second. That's right. I only ask very good questions. You do ask very good questions, Mark. Now, if I go back here and, and do this, live standings, fixtures. There you go. Right. Uh, Fulham have got Burnley at home. And Bournemouth, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Bournemouth have got Forest away. New manager bounce. Who knows? I mean, nah, nah, nah. I think Forrest. I think Forrest getting rid of Cooper is that's a, a bad poor thing decision. For them. Yeah, I agree. Ba- a bad thing for them. I think yeah. they could get relegated on the back. That's a stupid decision. I totally yeah. agree. Shocking, yeah. really. But uh, Brentford. Who have Brentford got? Oh, Brentford's match has been postponed because City are in the 
the World Cup Club Cup or whatever it is. So they yeah, won four 0 They won four 0 bastards. Mm. Uh, so yeah, Fulham uh, could certainly overtake us, and Bournemouth technically no, the Bournemouth can't. They're way too behind in goal difference. So we could be in we could be in eleventh by Sunday. So you know we do need to win it. Um, we're still quite away. I mean, you know, if we look at West Ham in ninth, they're on twenty seven points. So we're we're five points behind them in the next place up. So we need to... I, that's what I'm saying, really. You know, we've got an opportunity, three technically winnable games. Wolves away, Palace uh, at home, Luton away, you know? I know not, they won't be easy. No game ever is. But for fuck's sake, we're not playing City, Arsenal and, and, and Liverpool in the next three games, you know? So I, that's why I'm... That's why I'm. I don't know whether I'm being optimistic uh, because I, 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 it, it's more what I want to happen rather than what I think will happen. But hey, we'll see. Um, JK, what are you going to go? You're going to go for a, a, a score draw. Two two. Two two. Okay, I like that. Mark. Two two as well. Two two. Well, I'm I'm going to stick with my guns here. I went two one in the prem predictions, and I'm going to stay with that. Uh, but I do I do hear what you're saying that it's uh. It's got draw written all over it. Uh, but I don't know. It depends how um, the... Ma- I can't remember the bloody guy's name now. Gary something, isn't it? The Wolves manager. Anyway, if he if he, if he he parks the bus, then fucking draw all over it. But uh, if he has but a- They're not, not going to... As you said, they've got a good record at home, haven't they? They're yeah. not going to park the bus at home, surely. And, and that's been sort of like one of the problems, like us losing the Wolves. They, they do come out and attack at home. So... Who knows? That might work yeah. to our advantage. But I can't see them parking the bus in front of their own fans last game before Christmas. Well, indeed. And I mean, you know, they're unbeaten in their last six home league games. They've won three, drawn three, and they always score. I mean, if they score again, it'll, it'll, they'll break their longest run of scoring in top flight home games record. So put your money on Wolves to score. And, uh, you know, I think a draw is a sensible bet. I just want us to win, so I'm sticking with the win. All right. Anyway, um, it's time... It's, uh, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> what do you think it's time for, J.K.? <laughs> apart from a lie down on a long fucking rest, it's another one of your oh, favourite. Oh, they played for both. Yes, oh. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> with 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 added Nathan, uh, and even better, we've actually now got. Uh, I mean, I, I I I'm casting no aspersions on you, J.K. When I say this, because remember, when we do this every week. I get away with it scot-free. I never look yeah. like a total plum, um, yeah. you know, for uh, for not actually getting any of them right. Uh, whereas it's, you... not, it's not easy. No. When, when you're in there thinking about it, it is not easy. Where if you're in the pub, you'd probably get a lot more. Yeah. Well, this is true. Yeah. Now, yeah. Martin has, without doubt, as we all knew he would, been the absolute bollock so far on this. Um there's not many that play for Chelsea and Wolves, is there? Well, uh, Mark, you've got, I, you've got to tell us now, I've, aren't you? Oh, no, yeah. I've got, I've got high hopes for you, Mark. One hundred and twenty-seven. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> Mark. There's no pressure. There's no pressure. I know what. I know one straight away. But yeah. just imagine that you're Nkunku at the moment. All right. Uh, basically, Messiah. yeah. yeah. Ex- uh, basically, actually, you've also lucked out because there are only fourteen players that have played for both Chelsea and Wolves. And Whatever. Yeah, and you should know one, two, three. Four, five, five, six of them. The others, pff, not a clue. So off you go. John uh, Harley. Okay. What, 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 what? John Harley. John Harley? No. Uh, uh, one, definitely no, because he was our guest the other week and he mentioned it and yeah, I've interviewed him and talked yeah. about it. Tommy Langley. Very good. Very yeah. good. Dave, and, 
Yes, yes, very good. Very, JK. Well, uh, yeah. Well, but, uh, Dave Besson's the answer every week, though, isn't he? Yeah, he, he is, <laughs> to be fair. So well done, JK, for at least having some smarts about you. So that's... A, a really obvious one, Diego Costa. Well, I, I, I totally agree. Yeah, we had to get that one. He's yeah. not on their list, but I agree. He, he, yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah. going to give you that. So it's 15 players. Uh, Jim McCallioggers, of course he did. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I don't know why he's not on the list. Uh, Jim McCallioggers, is he yes? Jim Barron. Jim Barron. He yes. Yeah. Now, okay. Do you want to tell us about goalkeeper. Jim Barron? Jim Barron, goalkeeper. goalkeeper for Chelsea in the nineteen sixties. Yeah. yeah. One appearance in nineteen sixty-five. Yeah. So yeah, that's five. Just uh, ten yeah. to go. Just, uh, just ten to go. Ten to go. Bloody hell! And you should know mm. one, two of them at least. Right. Mm. I'll give you a clue. One okay. of them, one of them can often be seen on uh, BT Sports, or not seen, but heard on Talksport. On Talksport, yep. Andy Townsend didn't bloody play for Wolves. No. Okay, another clue. He's quite often called yeah. Bruno. Silence. Mike. Bruno. Yeah, yeah. Bruno, Bruno, Bruno. He's recent. Ish. Well, within the last twenty years, I'll let you. What, called Bruno? No, it's not, that's yeah. not his name. He was he, the crowd used to chant Bruno, Bruno. Oh, Carlton Cole. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yes. So that's yes. six. Well done. Uh, okay. And the other one uh, was kind of a really weird one because he, I don't know. There was a sense that he might have been one that got away. Very stylish player, defender, defender. With a French-sounding name, but he wasn't French. Had dreads. Oh, Michael Mancien. Mancien. Well done, yeah. yes. Okay, so that's yeah. seven. Now, the rest of them... Uh, did, well, does Frank Monroe count? He may not be on your list. Because Frank Monroe actually played for Chelsea. Testimonials count. Because Frank Monroe played no. in the Ian Hutchinson testimonial in 1978 for some bizarre reason. He's not on it. So that's okay. a note. All right. Uh, so you got you got to get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We've got eight. You got eight and to how get. How many were there? Well, we, we have we, to get those eight. Yeah, we got fifteen. Right. So you've got seven so far, and I I don't really have a Scooby who the rest of them oh. are. I, I mean, oh right. No, I don't actually. No, I, I, I no, none at all. So. Oh. I, I can't even give you clues because I don't even know who they are. So they're probably all from the 1940s and 30s and 20s. Yeah. Well, indeed. Apart from uh, there's one on there that is quite yeah. recent, which yeah. you you might get. I think he was a goalkeeper. Or a dungeon baron. Yeah. And he was on loan. A goalkeeper on loan. It was the early 90s. I think he was a goalkeeper. Well, the only goalkeepers we probably had around in the nineties, like we we have had Craig Forrest. No, nope, yeah. it's not him. No, uh, uh, um, Blackman. No, no, this is early nineties. Oh, 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 I'm I'm just confirming if he was a goalkeeper or not. When would it say? Uh I think it, I think I'm pretty sure he must. Well, I don't know. He only played once, mm. so it's hard to say. Because I mean, obviously, it lists lists the goals, doesn't it? 
and of so course, it, 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 oh, if, it, if it came on loan, now the only one fit Craig Forrest. Like, I think all right. we we had people like Fridge and Pidgeley that, that didn't play very often. Yeah. I don't. Oh no, he wasn't. He wasn't a goalkeeper. I've got that completely. Right. Wrong. I'm thinking of somebody else. Okay, what position did he play then? Uh, fuck, I don't know. Or did he play for anyone else? Yes, yeah. he did. Okay, I'll tell you. We got him on loan from Reading. Oh, Michael Jilks. Wow, oh, look at that. Boom. Yeah. Oh, excuse me, I was there as well. Well, no, you both yeah. weren't. No, no. It's yeah, all what, what, yeah. What, yeah, but he, Michael Jilks played against Southampton in the full members' cup, and he played, I think, Southampton in the league, both subs appearances. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Uh, yeah. So you're going to give up on the rest? Because I, I can't even think of any clear. Okay, right. I'm going to try one. Okay. Think of yeah. the kindly prison warder in Porridge. Mr. Mackay? No, not not him. Oh, no, oh. The kindly no, oh, one. Oh, no, not... Oh, the kindly one, sorry. Mr. Barraclough. Well done. Yeah. Okay, first name. Uh, what you would... Uh, we we call it a note. In America, they would call it a... Ariel. What? A bill. Yes, a bill. Bill Barraclough. Well done. Amazing Who? how you got bill that. Bill Barraclough? Who's yeah. he? Well, I can't believe you don't know this. Uh, he played... Bill, for, he, bill. 81 appearances and 11 goals between 1934 and 1937. Oh, oh yeah. Bill Barrett. Oh, God, yeah. J.K., you must have saw him play, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. J.K. might know this one. Um, this man played uh, 1946 to 1948, 15 appearances, one goal. Oh. Billy No. And you could say they don't, they don't make him like any more. They don't make him like... He was a... Of sunshine. Ray. Ray. Very good. First name, Ray. Uh, and uh, Subway Sect, Mark. Ray Goddard. Well done, Mark. How did you get that? That's astonishing. Ray, Ray Goddard played for Wolves. Yep. Ray Goddard, 1946-94. 15 Princes, one goal. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. Now, I thought that the next chap was the brother of somebody that has played for us uh but i got it wrong because his brother was called something else uh so it's a I think of uh two brothers in the 60s one went on to become an absolute chelsea legend oh the two the two brothers would be um in in the 60s would be alan harris and ron harris they would so be basically yeah, so John Harris. John Harris played in the 50s. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Well done, Mark. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he was, I, I think he was in the 54-5 squad. Yeah, 46 yeah, 46 to 56, yeah. 364 appearances, 14 goals. Yeah. So we've now got one, two, three, four left. Bloody hell. Uh, I, I mean, I've got... Let me have a look at him. Is he actually on here? Yeah. Oh, yes, he is. Okay. This chap scored four, made forty-two appearances. This is J.K. will know this. Forty-two appearances, eighteen goals between fifty-nine and sixty-one. Ah, oh, um, Ron Tindall. Nope, he's a defender, um, a midfield player. Sorry. Um, uh, oh. First name was Charlie. Hmm. Charlie. Not getting it. Charlie Liversey. No, I wouldn't have got that. No. All right. Okay. Uh, probably, I mean, you, you, I don't think you can get a more English name than this chap who played between 38 and 39, 49 appearances. Think of the era, popular name in those days. Uh, Bonson Beast. No. Bonson Beast. 
What? 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 Bonson B. Smythe. No, no. Think, think a, a film that your dad was in with Peter Sellers. Jack. I'm all right, Jack. Yeah, but uh, Jack is his first name. And what's the most common surname in the English uh, language? Smith. Smith. Very Smith. good, Jack Smith. There we go. Uh, two more. Uh, think of on the buses, Mark. Uh, either Blakey, Butler, um, Jeff Butler, Butler. Nope. Think no. of on the buses. Reg. Yes. Second name. Reg. It's not Varney, in case you were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do know Reg Varney was the first man that opened the cash point. I did he not was. know that. That's knowledge, Mark. He was. Um, yeah, gosh, yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, yeah. You'll never can't get... Where, uh, somewhere in North London. Yeah, yeah. You'll never get this. He played for, uh, for us between 1929 and 32, and his name is Reg Weaver. He's had 20 appearances and eight goals. And I'm just going to do the last one because... Oh, I don't know. I could do... Uh, the clue is uh, Otten. Walter. Walter. Very good, JK. And uh, if I had a lot of land... A lot of land. What would it be? Des- a hectare. Very close. A farm. Hector. Smaller. Heck. Acre. Acre. Walter. Walter, Walter Acre. Acres. Yeah. Uh, he was a reserve between thirty-seven and thirty-nine. Well, that's a good one to get. Yeah. So there we go. You didn't do too badly. Let's be honest here. You did not do too badly because some of those were stinkers. A lot of hell. Stinkers, a lot of hell. J.K. Absolute stinkers. Absolute shower. Absolute shower, I know. But uh, as ever, uh, well done uh, to Nathan uh, for giving the additional information and to the lovely Paul Carter and his Stamford-Bridge.com website uh, and uh, his wonderful um, Twitter handle, which I think is uh, exactly that, at Stamford-Bridge. But it kind of goes a history of Stamford Bridge. Lovely, lovely blokes. And uh, we do we do enjoy uh, doing this. It's uh, I, I love it because I don't get to... It's, be... it's, it's, it is. It's bloody hard. It's bloody yeah. hard. But as I said, I love it because I don't get exposed as a complete buffoon for not knowing anything, which is great. We'll only be able to do oh, we, we... three next year, won't we, with the three promoted. No, I think actually knowing that you all have memories like goldfish, we could just keep doing this forever, and you'll you'll just you you won't you won't know any better. Yeah, no, exactly. we'll, come, we'll come back a year's time and forget that. Sort yeah, of like exactly. These players played for Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yeah. Exactly, I know. So you know, and there may well be additions, of course, which we might not know about. But we'll see how it pans out next year. But that, we have may- we have some we have some breaking news. Oh, go on, off you go. It ties into what we were talking about earlier. The Premier League have issued a statement um, about. Um, next season, when the season will start and when the season will end. And this is quite topical as we're talking about the Wolves game. And obviously I said that I was in a meeting with Richard Masters from the Premier League last week. Uh, and they've said, they've come out and said, there will be no yeah. fixture on the 24th of December yeah. Yeah. next year, which yeah. is a Tuesday. Yeah, I noticed that. And in the meantime, yeah. Sheffield United are completely norsing up my Prem predictions because it's... it's uh, Nearly 70 minutes gone and it's nil-nil and I had them down to win 3-0, so I'm fucked. Well, you had Sheffield United down to win 3-0. No, I had Villa to win 3-0, you <laughs> nana. Oh, I dear. had Villa to win 5-0. Oh, JK, that's why you're bottom of the bloody league, mate. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I see I see that naughty sneak Martin has shot, over, shot above me. Now I'm twentieth. Dan's doing really well. Dan's about ninth. He's having a. I had a weird yeah. moment because I've never been on page one, but the other week I was ahead of Mark Worrell briefly, which I thought this is not right. You know, 
Yeah. Anyway, it's not that it's competitive at all. Right. Um, I'm afraid we have to go soon. Uh, we will be back. Uh, okay, this is complicated, chaps. It's Christmas Day on Monday. Funnily enough, we won't be doing a show on that day because we have families and lives and I want to eat lots of food and get very drunk. So it ain't Nothing happening. That. Yep. Uh, so uh, we won't be catching up with the Wolves match uh, and the Palace match, in fact, until Friday next week. So we will be back a week today uh, at half past seven, of course. And uh, I'll be here with JK as ever and the absolutely lovely Martin Wickham. And we will be looking back against the Wolves and the Palace matches and ahead to the match against Luton. Aren't we doing a Palace preview tomorrow? No, mate. Okay. Because I've got better things to do. And it's pointless. <laughs> I, I mean, here's the thing, right? Golden rule. It's fucking pointless previewing a, a match before the previous match has been played. <laughs> I mean, if I struggle to get the team right by just being sneaky and writing this the day before <laughs> and getting it totally wrong, you can see I where agree. it's leading, right? I agree. I agree. If, I was being... And Jay, as Noddy yeah. says... It's Christmas. Yes. You, you know, you're welcome to do a fan bite on your own on Monday or Tuesday if you want to preview it, if you're that desperate. You, you can have I'm your not... own little graphic on there and everything. Can I? Yep. Can I speak very much? Good. But there you go. So we'll be back a week today on Friday. Looking forward to that, of course. Um, keep your emails coming in for In Off The Post. When I have enough, we'll do another show. ChelseaFanCast at gmail.com, of course. Uh, and you can follow the show on all the social media at Chelsea Fancast, me at Stanford Chidge, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, and uh, Mark at Eddie Mac B A W A. So there you go. I just say I'm Jonathan Kidd CFC now. Well, not 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 your actual Twitter address. Yes. Oh, have you changed it? I mean, the address itself? No. No. Right. No. No. That's exactly it. Yeah. You, yeah. You just changed the name. I have, but not right. not the Twitter address. Patricia address. You're Misleading right. information, folks, as we were. Or that. Yeah. Or as, as he would say, as you, as you were, LG. So, uh, yeah, anyway. Right. I need to say something to you lovely people, actually. Not you two lovely people. The lovely people who listen to us, particularly the people in Mixler. I just wanted to say uh, thank you for all of your fantastic support this year. Uh, and on behalf of us all, I would like to wish you a very, very Merry Christmas. I hope you have a great break I hope you have a lovely time on Christmas Day. We wish Day. you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas, etc. Well done, JK. So there we go. No, we do seriously wish you a lovely Christmas. And as I said, thank you for your support this year. Um, your support is fucking great, is all I can say. Uh, and it's also fucking great being on with these two reprobates. Uh, Mark, uh, brilliant for you to leap on, having been in Mixler tonight, and come and join us. Uh, I think no, I've, got no. a, I've got a message, actually, funny enough. Sorry, JK. I've got a message from uh, Clayton. Uh, who uh, who I was worried about and concerned about, as you know, earlier I did, after my kind of like giggling about, oh, he's, you know, not turned up, I then thought, oh, maybe there's something wrong with him. Uh, I have a message on the Chelsea Fancast WhatsApp group. I'm so sorry, completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Way There'll to be go. many a disappointed housewife yeah. in Mixler this evening. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> There we go. I love his honesty. Uh, I, well, I, maybe I was right. Maybe he got drunk today and that's why he forgot. I, I'll give him a tinkle later and see how he is. But uh, it's good to hear he's okay anyway. Um, Mark, as I said, it's been brilliant having you on, as it always is, but particularly as you uh, as you, you literally were listening in Mixler and, and just thought, no, I can come and join that. That's great. <laughs> brilliant. I, just, I, it was, I probably owed you one because uh, I think last Monday week I was meant to be on and I had a thing like, so it was just you and JK who did it 
it's a, and it was a great show. I listened back afterwards. And it was great to be on. Uh, I echo what you said. You know, thank everybody who listens into yeah. the, the fan cast, who sends emails in, who stops us in the street, stops us as games, says nice things to us, yeah. comes along to the events at the Troubadour. You know, without you, these things you know wouldn't exist. Um, and you all support the greatest football club there there is. And you, you make um, this show what it is by listening every week. So, yeah, I wish you all a very, very, very Merry Christmas. Yeah, well, well said, Eat well. lots of food, drink lots of drink, and let's see our team do well over this Christmas period and next season, hopefully with a trophy, two trophies, yeah. the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup. And then we enter the Conference League next season and we win that as well because <laughs> we haven't won that. And the final will be in Warsaw in Poland. Oh, yeah. And having just come back from there, it's a great place to go to. Yeah, indeed. Beer is very cheap. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Uh, oh, by the way, talking of uh, the Troubadour, uh, Mark and I can exclusively reveal that it's a February the 4th, yes. isn't it? Because we've got a 2 o'clock Sunday 4th. kickoff. Yes. 2 o'clock yes. Sunday against Fulham. So we will have a gig on February the 4th. Mark no, and it's I... Wolves. It's Wolves. Oh, it's Wolves. Sorry, it's Mark. Wolves. You're right. Yeah, yeah. It's the Wolves. Yeah. yeah, after the Wolves game, February the 4th, Sunday at 2, uh, two o'clock kickoff. So we'll be kicking off at about half four. Mark and I are trying to figure out who we're going to ask. We haven't decided yet, have we? Yeah, uh, we're, we're working on a few few possibilities. I think we can, we can certainly say that it will be happening. We just need to work out who it will be. Uh, just to make sure there's no bloody train strikes on that day, yes, or any anything like that. Stop people coming. And again, if people are in Mixlow, yeah, you know, by all means, write in, and send in suggestions. Or if you say, "Oh, they I know already so have," so they already have. They, they have. Oh, yeah, they oh, they saw on, on Discord that they've seen the yeah. the John Obi Mikel podcast of Mourinho, and they're demanding we get Mourinho at the Troubadour. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, no <laughs> problem." No, no problem. He'd be, he'd be on there for a month. Yeah, <laughs> probably. It was the amount of people that what 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 are actually go there. I'd, I'd also say as well. Um, last Saturday we had Jock Finiston down at Stamford Bridge in the Tebow Hall the game, and if anyone that came along, Jock was absolutely fantastic. He yeah. is just a lovely, lovely man. Yeah. Well, you mentioned Jock and Kenny Swain, didn't you? Uh, Jock, Jock and Kenny certainly possibility. They they played up front together. Uh, Jock, Jock said he'd do it any time. I saw Kenny quite recently. Kenny basically said, provided Aston Villa haven't got a game because he does um, hospitality at Villa Park, he'd love to, he'd love to do it. Um, I think the feedback we had from the last event uh, was Tommy Langley was absolutely fantastic, but it was just when he could get a word in with Kerry. <laughs> yeah. So people would love to have Tommy back. Yeah. I said we'd get Tommy back, but that you know he has to be over here to do that, so that's not as easy as it sounds. Anyway, Mark and I yeah. will have a think about who we get for you. But yeah, get the 4th of Feb, 4, 4.30-ish in your diary for for another Chelsea Fancast Presents of the Troubadour. So there we go. Uh, uh, again, Mark, thank you. You've been brilliant as always. Now, as, as for you, Mr. Kidd... Uh, it's not our last show of the year, but uh, it's uh, as always, it's an absolute pleasure doing this little show with you. So I uh, just wanted to say thank you and have a lovely Christmas, mate. Um, are you are you going to go on when? Are you going to go on Sunday? Or have you decided to long it off? I don't know. I'm just I'm seeing a bit feeling a bit poorly. I've got it arranged to go, but um, I just don't know if I'm feeling well enough. I'll be honest. Uh, with well, you. maybe you should rest up and get better. Yeah, yeah, you maybe know? the case. We need you on the fan cast, mate. Hey, yes, absolutely. Can I echo uh, Mark's sentiments and say um, how fabulous it is to be involved in uh, reaching out to so many people around the world? And um, bizarrely, my uh, my girlfriend's um, brother's mate there at school together was, was over 
met her in the street and said, and he's from, he works in Hong Kong. And he said, I love listening to your boyfriend on the fan cast. He said, the fan cast is such a wonderful show. He said. And, uh, and he said, and I, 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 I love everybody who's on it. He said, and the fact that it was, you know, a, a Chelsea fan from London originally was working out in Hong Kong. It just happened to be the coincidence of the meeting. But the fact that he listens from Hong Kong is just uh, blows your mind, really, yeah. doesn't it? Through all our, you say, say, Mark, what you were saying? Yeah. Oh, no, just reminded me of something uh, to say to Chidge. He was so sweet the other night, Chidge. Obviously, obviously, I was sitting in with him, and obviously, you haven't seen it because I was in the match program. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they, they, yeah, they did a piece with me, and, and JK was absolutely fantastic. He took the program round and he was showing it to all the staff there. <laughs> and he just sort of said, Look, he said, Look, it's Mark Ryan. Oh, I love it. I only bring the best people <laughs> into Aussies. <laughs> yeah, he didn't say that when I turned up, mate. Yeah. I didn't have a picture of you, Give me a picture of you, Chief. When, when, when I called uh, Huddleston, uh, I can't remember what I called him, but I know the Gareth word was involved. Yeah. Uh, you, you, said, you were serious. I don't know him. He's not with me. He's not with me. I grabbed you, didn't I, by the you arm? You did, you did. <laughs> Dragging me down. <laughs> Sit down, Chidge. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I just, I love the fact, Mark, that you were in the programme. I thought it was so brilliant that I could actually then show them, look who I've got with me here. It was very impressive. Those three Newcastle fans didn't quite know what to make of it. Oh, it was brilliant. very good. Brilliant. Fun. <laughs> but, um, but, but just to, just to say, to carry on with that the... the, the uh, the love that we do get from people who recognise us or know that we're on the show when we go to away games or even in the ground is uh, is fantastic. And also the 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 standard of emails is so brilliant, and the um, uh, the the standard of 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 supporter who listens to this and the remarks they make on on Twitter is uh, is is quite joyous. And so um, and they're so informed. I, I love it. I love the fact that that you know we can feed that into the fan cast as well. It's yeah. uh, it's a very, it's a lovely community. Yeah, definitely. Us definitely. I think it's brilliant. Definitely. So as I said, I'm Mark Adeke. I wish everybody a, 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 an excellent, happy Christmas. Yeah, and you too, mate. And you too, Mark, as well. Absolutely. Uh, right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. See you next week, next Friday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chelsea. Love the Chelsea! Leaving oh, Wolves here. Merry Christmas! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect! Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.